Are you ready to try a little exercise together? Whatever you're doing, stop and take a deep breath. Now squeeze your pelvic floor muscles like you're trying not to pee. Hold it. Keep holding. And release. Congratulations, everyone. You just did one Kegel exercise. Now, if you can, repeat that a couple hundred more times, please. It takes time and repetition. It's a whole process. Even if you're consistent with it, there's a pretty high chance you aren't doing them correctly. Wellness and sexual health is often an unspoken concern. We're often told to live with it or deal with it. Women's pelvic floor health is important. Yarlap with Auto Kegel technology is designed to tone and strengthen your pelvic floor for you so you can laugh, sneeze, or cough without worry. Which is always a plus after you've had a lot of babies. I can speak from experience. Yarlap is small, discreet, effective, and it is FDA cleared to treat female stress, urge, and mixed urinary incontinence. Another bonus, stronger pelvic floor muscles may have a stronger response to orgasm. Sign me up. Yarlap <laughs> is a small and discreet device that you use at home to have your Kegels done for you with Auto Kegel technology. Go to yarlap.com and use promo code CREEPY to get $50 off. That's yarlap.com and enter promo code CREEPY for $50 off with free shipping within the USA. Yarlap.com, promo code CREEPY. You know what's scary? The probiotic you're taking is lying to you. Fact. Many probiotics can't survive the trip to your gut, but Seed's Daily Symbiotic can and does. Seed's Viacap delivery technology is engineered to survive stomach acid, bile salts, and enzymes to ensure 100% delivery to the colon. Probiotics are so important. They keep your stuff going the right way. Mm -hmm. I have a ton of stomach issues, so you got to have a good probiotic that's actually working, not that you just think that it's working. Yes, and gut stuff affects so much other stuff with your body that you wouldn't even think is tied to it. But if you can fix that, a lot of time it clears up a lot of your other stuff too. Stuff that you didn't even know. Mm -hmm. And not all probiotics are created equal, but Seed has got you covered with their daily symbiotic. What is the daily symbiotic? A broad-spectrum two-in-one probiotic plus prebiotic, a proprietary formulation of 24 distinct probiotic strains and scientifically studied dosages. Systemic benefits beyond the gut and proprietary engineered two-in-one capsule that protects probiotics through digestion to ensure delivery to the colon. And what does Daily Symbiotic do for you? It supports the benefits in and beyond your gut. This includes gastrointestinal function, your skin health, heart health, gut immune function, your gut barrier integrity, and micronutrient synthesis of vitamins B9 and B12. Lots of people see improvements in digestion within 24 to 48 hours, which can include bowel movement regularity and eased bloating. Well, sign me up for that. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash creepy and use code creepy to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's daily symbiotic. That's seed.com slash creepy. Use code creepy. What's a Sinisterhood live show like? You're about to hear it. We recorded this episode at the Houston Improv on my birthday. My dear, beloved best friend, Christy, sprung an amazing birthday surprise on me that involved the help of our favorite actor, Y'all will freak out. I had also had my mind blown later in the show when I learned some new information about dinosaurs. 
Please don't DM me. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> uh, and we also have our audience participation portion where Judge Christie busted out her gavel and ruled on the grievance of wronged audience members with an interesting debate involving toilet and bathroom habits. We will add that photo to the show uh, pictures on Instagram of Christie and our my face while we're while we're listening to this one. <laughs> that it was, was wild. a good one. Yes. If you couldn't make it to any of our live shows, join our Patreon where you can chat with us on our monthly Q&As and enjoy live stream performances of our bonus content each month on Crowdcast. Our next Q&A is today, November 17th, and the live stream of our new bonus content segment, Unpopular Opinions, is on Thursday, November 18th, both at 8 p.m. Central. When you sign up for our Patreon, you'll also get tons of extra bonus content, including archives of past live streams, audio bonuses, and behind-the-scenes videos of us visiting some of the spots we covered on tour. This week's video features us backstage preparing for the show, on stage during the show reacting to Heather's celebrity birthday surprise, and at a pit stop on the way back to Dallas. Head to SinisterHood.com and click Patreon in the top banner to subscribe today. And don't forget to stick around after the show this week to hear your Patreon shoutouts. We hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening, and keep it creepy. You hear the sounds of wings flapping against a clear night sky. In the trees, you spot something. Unlike any bird or creature you've ever seen before, this beast makes eye contact with you, then jets off into the night. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. Tonight's episode is The Houston Batman. Fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinister Thank you guys for being here in the green room for the last, you know, hour and so. We were watching Halloween Wars where they make treats on Food Network. There it is. And uh, I don't have a regular, I mean, I have a television, but I don't have like a cable. Cable. (laughs) Cable remote controls have, there's so many buttons. There's three in there. And I'm like, you got to do the written intro. So I'm grabbing the mic. If you heard Halloween Wars, it was because I was frantically grabbing every remote, trying to mute the TV, and I could not figure it out. John Henson's in the background like, your donut has gotten you eliminated. And I'm like, shh, Batman. So it's a little behind the scenes for you guys. Uh, Thank you so much, Houston. How are you guys doing tonight? We keep trying to remember to take a selfie, so we're going to try to do, do a now, selfie. If you guys are ready. You ready? Give me your best, like, yeah, face. Yeah. yeah! Yeah! Wait. All right. Ready? Go. Woo! <laughs> thank you so much for indulging oh, us. Thank you. Um, what do you guys know what today is? There's no place I would rather be than when you guys right here. I'm we, so happy. Seriously. We have had a day, you guys. <laughs> um, our day started, and I'm not exaggerating, we almost died in a plane crash. <laughs> it, was, it was the worst flight we've ever had in our lives. And, I mean, it's not really the fault of anybody but 
weather because it is Mother so Nature. windy outside. I'm sure you guys, if you would have watched us walking up to the venue, it was like butts out. Like this, because we were both wearing dresses, it was straight up. This wind, it's a wind advisory with gusts up to 60 miles an hour, and it feels like 666 miles an hour when you're in a plane going 30,000 feet in the air. It was treacherous to say the least. <laughs> um, yeah, and then um, y'all don't know this, and I don't know if I'm putting the venue on blast, but like up until like mm, 5.30, we didn't know if there was going to be a show because they didn't have power here. Power was out. So we were like figuring out when we were going to reschedule it and texting back and forth with our agents, and we were going to be so bummed, but because we're witches, we manifested it, yes. and the power yes. came back on. We did. So... so. I was like, yes. My one birthday wish was to spend it with you all and for the lights to come back on. So you're welcome. So that's Houston, what happened. I yes. used my birthday wish on you. So I'm happy, though. That's what I wanted. I, I was like, well, if we can't have a show, can we just find a bar where the lights are on and just tell everybody to go there? I was like, we can't really do a show, but we can party. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you got some nice presents in the green room. Oh, already? thank you guys so much. Uh, there's a footage of Chrissy trying to put a Color Street nail sticker on me. And I try. I said, well, I don't have a nail clipper. I'll just bite it off. And I ate about half of it. It's gone now. It'll come out later. They're very um, cute, though. And then very cute. I, I had to Google how to do a tarot reading. And yes. we tried to do that for some very cute new tarot cards. We did. We got some it. cryptid tarot cards. So we pulled, we manifested for a good show. We pulled out yeah. some good cryptid cards. I got learn. the Page of Cups. Yes, I got new, the Knight of Cups. Yeah, so we are cupping it up. Cupping it up. Cupping. Big cups all night. Um, I think we should also sing happy birthday Aww. to Heather. Don't you guys Aww. think we should? I, I told Tommy, he goes, you can't sing happy birthday. I go, why? And he's like, it's illegal. Thank you. I was you just don't have say- the rights. I go, I Googled it. Thank you. It's no longer illegal. Like 2015. Hey. So we're good to go. If it was illegal, I was going to say, can you sing the Chili's version where they're like, happy, happy birthday from all of us or whatever. That version. Does everybody know that version? <laughs> Nobody knows that version. Nobody knows that version? I don't know. Version? Maybe. If you I at, thought everybody knew that version. If you worked at Chili's, you know that version. I did not work at Chili's. I did not, sadly. No, but I, I, I still know. So. All right. We'll sing the regular version um, on the count of three. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Heather, happy birthday to you. Oh my, thank you so much. Thank you. What a way to turn 35. Yeah, we almost died. What 35 a way to turn 35 and still alive. Um... So, oh, look what we have oh, here. Oh, that's so nice. It's not gluten-free. So you guys can have it. So don't it. eat it. It's just for the candle and the wish. Oh, what is this raspberry sauce? They've brought me a cheesecake. I always think if you're listening in like five years, hopefully, if you're still listening, you're like, what are they talking about? I was brought a cheesecake with raspberry frosting that spells out icing. You'll die in seven days. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> uh, it says happy birthday, and it's very beautiful. Thank you. I'll make a wish. Wish. <sighs> Hooray. Hey, nice. For once, for once, my birthday wish was not rooted in revenge. So I have another birthday present for you, too. Uh-oh. And the original plan was... For everyone to be able to see this, because there's TVs throughout the room, but unfortunately, the power, the power went out earlier, and it blew the circuit board, so we're going to improvise. Um, I have no idea what's happening, by the way. Open your phone. Okay. Okay. 
Hold on. Oh, I need to be, I have it on Hold airplane on. mode. Hold on. Okay. Um, one second. You guys are, this is great. I should have had this. I knew I've, <laughs> I've known for a week I'm going to do this. Oh my gosh, it's a birthday surprise. I don't love birthday surprises because I'm a controlling person. Um, just like uh, people I love, the world around me, I like to just like really exert control over it. And uh, so Paris is coming today. I mean, he's here, I think. I don't know. Um, he's here. Aren't okay. you here, Paris? There he is. Somebody pointed to him. Oh, he's back I there. Somebody back there. Um, but yeah, I was, at first he was not going to tell, he was going to tell me that he wasn't coming. And he said, I don't know, I have work. And I was like, well, it's my birthday. <laughs> what do you mean you have work? And he was like, later on goes, I'm sorry, I was going to try to surprise you, but you were so mad. <laughs> I was like, Heather McKinney ruining surprises for herself since 1986. And then his, his flight got delayed today. And we, uh. Uh, secretly, I messaged him. I said, I'm not in the business of telling people what to do, but you need to get in the car and drive. Because <laughs> she's real pissed off. <laughs> and then Leanne was like, drive now. <laughs> so, uh, and he wasn't going to tell her. I was like, you've got to tell her. They messed up our hotel room. Things are going downhill fast, <laughs> which we got it worked out. It's an awesome hotel. We got a, I got like the baller uh, we hang a, zone. We always ask for a velvet hotel. couch. I was going to say, everybody's like, okay, we have your own suite so you can have privacy. And we're like, we need a door so we can talk to each other immediately. <laughs> and they're we like, no one ever, they're like, we, nobody wants adjoining rooms. And they always leave the door shut. And we're like, we propped them open with like garbage cans. Like, <laughs> we can't even have the door shut between us. So. Have, we're constant access. Okay, you got okay, your phone open? I do. What am I supposed to click? Okay, I need you to turn your volume up. Okay. I'm up. Okay. If my phone rings, you're going to hit Dolly Parton 9 to 5 real loud. <laughs> nobody call her right now. Okay, so hold your phone up to the mic so everyone can at least hear this. Okay. I just sent you a text. Okay, got your text. Okay, okay now. Tap to load video. Okay, play video. Okay. All right. Turning it up. I'm turning it up and holding it up. Okay. Playing. Click okay. It's a pumpkin. Don't, don't narrate. Just let it play. <gasps> Push it. Turn it up. Is it playing? What is happening? Hang on. God damn it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll do it from my... I have it right here. Hold on. You guys you're are really it? getting... Imagine well, if you're the friend that came with another friend that was like, this is funny. You'll love it. And it's like like 30 minutes was just like, do you know I... what computers... Can someone come help me with my computer? Um, so that's fair that you're like, I want to leave now. You can go. We I can just show fun. you from my... You got it? I think so. Okay. It's going to be Look at that. <laughs> computers... MacBook. It's really going to be worth it, you guys. Okay, I'm going to hold it here. Turn it up. Turn it's it up. So loud. Okay, now play it. A bump in the night. Your heart fills with dread. Probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless. You're doomed. You call a priest if you could. You'd probably just rather listen to Sinisterhood. Oh my god! Yo, I'm so excited to connect with y'all, Heather. I heard it's your birthday. Very exciting. Very happy birthday. Uh, Christy, you're amazing. You too. It's my birthday. In the world. Um, I listen to every episode. 
on my drive from Los Angeles to Vancouver, I actually drove with Samantha Sloyan, who plays Bev Keen in Midnight Mass. What? We listened to you guys the whole way, and my absolute favorite episode ever is the one where you ate the double-doubles and pooped your pants, threw them out the window, and desecrated, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> There's favorite Albertson. Uh, I'm a super fan, y'all. Uh, thank you for having me a part of anything, and I can't wait to listen to everything you guys do. And I hope our paths cross someday because y'all two are amazing, and um, I could sit here and talk about you forever. I'm your biggest fan. Uh, uh, have a great show. Hope y'all have fun. Peace. Do you know who everyone's that was? like? Who the fuck is that? I don't know listen, who's talking. Listen, listen. I was having a moment. That is Zach Guilford from Friday Night Lights and Midnight Mass. <laughs> And for like half of the video, he was holding up a pumpkin. It was very cute. <laughs> but he tweeted us. It was a big deal. And it was that Guilford gave us a video. I'm going to watch what it. What did like, you say in the, a minute ago in the green room? You go, I hope that Guilford tweets us again after last night's show. Because we talked about him a lot. He, he Scream if you've ever seen Friday Night Lights. <laughs> Saracen, yeah. Leave if you haven't. I'm kidding. Um, and if you guys have watched Midnight Mass on Netflix. <laughs> so good. It's so scary. I don't like to watch I'm scary only on things. Episode three, don't spoil it. Okay, well, what happens? No, I'm kidding. Um, that is amazing. Thank you so much. You're Thank you. Everyone's great for Christy because she's the best friend ever. <laughs> oh. That is so nice. Thank well, you. thank you so much. Also, how hot did he look in that video? Dude, he is fine. So um, I'm glad you guys didn't see it. It's my own private little thing I'm going to watch uh, <laughs> over and over. No, I'll put it on. It's our, really worth it. We'll, uh, I'll we'll put post on, it. I'll put it yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, man, oh, Zach Gilford. Yeah, it just came out. If you don't know, he's a famous actor. He's a brilliant actor and just a genuinely really nice guy. And he just randomly tweeted us out of nowhere and was like, hilarious show. Love it. And I just responded like, oh, my God. Thanks, Zach Gilford. And then he retweeted and was like, Sinisterhood retweeted me. It's the best day of my life. And I was like, Zach Gilford retweeted me. It's the best day of my life. And I was like, we're going to do this for years. I just like liked it. Uh, so. uh, Zach Gilford not only knows who I am, but loves that I shit my pants. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I just got very distracted because I have never seen a water bottle flip, we with a flip top water. lid. Y'all do it wild down here in on? Houston. Pasadena, Texas, flip top water hard bottles. To drink. Okay, then. All right. Well, now for all the people who are like, get to the fucking story. Welcome. Welcome. And uh, yeah, well, uh, thank you guys so much for coming. We're so excited to be here. Um, Heather really wants everything to stay the same, like we do normal episodes. So even though I'm assuming you know who we are, we have to introduce ourselves. Otherwise, I get weird. I, I got a talking to, and it's now in all caps in our outline that we have to introduce ourselves so we don't forget. So I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And uh, let's get into it. Yeah. Houston, Texas is home to a thriving restaurant and cultural scene, world-class medical centers, a booming economy, and is at the forefront of space travel. And while the city is proud of its exceptional dining and its many incredible musicians, including Beyonce, its skies have been plagued for decades by soaring monsters. Though some cryptid hunters associate Texas with Bigfoot, the Lone Star State is also home to scores of flying beasts whose whimsical names often hide their terrifying nature. I've grown up in Texas my whole life, and I had never heard of the Houston Batman, and then that was like the tiny peak tip of the iceberg of a huge iceberg of just bizarre occurrences. Big for yeah. decades. I had no... I'd scream if you've ever seen a giant thing in the sky that you couldn't identify. 
There we go. Some people are honest. Um, <laughs> or not looking at their phones all the time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, this once I started digging through the archives, the yeah. newspaper archives, you really realize that throughout the 70s, this was hot topic yeah. in the streets of South Texas. You couldn't walk outside without God possibly getting uh, just clawed up and taken to a giant nest somewhere. They're going to scoop you and try to sit on you. That's To me, the scariest part isn't getting clawed up and flown. It's when they drop you in that big nest at the top of some giant mountain and then they leave for a while and you're just there. I, well, and I imagine at some point they'd want to come back and sit on you, which might be kind of cozy. I don't know. Yeah, it's or like they some, come back and tear you limb from limb. <laughs> One of the two I things I like to think they're benevolent, benevolent birds. Do you like birds? Um, I don't love pigeons. Mm. I feel like they're filthy. I was, uh, I was a victim of a, a fly-by thievery from a seagull, stole a weenie out of my hot dog on uh, Navy Pier, and I haven't really recovered from that. Mm. But I was attacked by geese as a child. Damn, they get you, man. See, you, everywhere. That geese... Assholes. <laughs> they are uh, vicious. They're, so if they it's a giant goose. very pretty, but they will kill you. You're donezo. My, my papa had to put me on top of a picnic table so they didn't peck my eyes <laughs> Did out. Really? It's like a whole, yeah. Get her. We're, pick her up. We're a, I was like three years old. Oh my God. They could have taken me. One of their own. I'm being raised by the geese. you just be like, geese girl. That's what they would have called me I was going to make a, a goose noise. <laughs> I'm Heather. <laughs> this is sinister. Yeah, in this universe, we still do the podcast. Oh, yeah. I've oh, yeah. just been raised by geese. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most famous of these run-ins dates back to the mid-20th century. Are you? Is it the lid? the lid? It's hard to drink. I love it. I'm going to take mine off. No, I'll spill No, it. then I'll spill it all on over the laptop. my laptop. It's going to be over with. The boarding house located at 118 East 3rd Street was home to a handful of tenants in the heat of the summer of 1953. Average temperatures that month hovered in the mid-90s. Even at night, the temperatures were high for that time of year. With no air conditioning, the residents of the house found themselves unable to sleep. Hilda and Lloyd Walker, a married couple who had only lived in Houston for three short months, were out on the porch looking to beat the heat alongside their landlady's daughter, 14-year-old Judy Myers. I feel like you relate to these folks because you can't live without air conditioning. Well, I learned in Estes Park I can yeah. because I nearly Jack Nicholson myself because I had not prepared for that kind of weather <laughs> and it was freezing. Yeah, we were there like the A nor'easter blew in. Nor'easter? Did you say an oyster? A nor'easter. A nor'easter blew in. Isn't a nor'easter a thing? I think in the northeast. <laughs> we're in the Rocky Mountains. A Royster flew in. <laughs> Backstage, Heather was trying to read the instructions on this nail thing. She was like, you peel it off, and then you're supposed to put it on your nail. And I go, why are you being so hick? She's like, this is how I always talk. I'm doing an affectation for everyone else. I was like, I thought it was the other way around. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, she's they'll constantly be, in character. Hi. Yeah, pretty much. It's funny when people review the show and they're like, Heather sounded extra country today. I'm like, I didn't drink coffee before the show, so <laughs> you're getting the real me. Can't hide it. Late that night on June 19th, 1953, around 2.30 a.m., the three residents who had gathered outside were in for a fright. The yard was dark, too dark, and it seemed wrapped in a heavy shadow. Hilda told the paper, all of a sudden, the shadow settled in a tree. We all looked up and saw Batman. 
He was balancing himself on a tree limb, but there was a dim gray light all around him. <laughs> Maybe the biggest question I have about this is that these two adults are hanging out with a 14-year-old <laughs> on their porch. Which seems like not a good idea. Well, I think, you know, you probably should tell the her to go to bed. for a different time. Yeah, and if, or if you're like, we, we just live here. Your mom's not home. Whatever. Do whatever you want. We're not your parents. Well, and then I'll say, how was your night with, the, with Tilda and Lloyd? We saw Batman. He's a goddamn Batman. <laughs> when describing the incidents to authorities, Hilda said the Batman, who had crouched in the oak tree, was about six and a half feet tall and was wearing a black cape, skin-tight dark pants, quarter-length boots, and... Look like a white man. (laughs) Even more strange, she told reporters, I could see him plainly, and I could see he had big wings folded at his shoulders. None of us are surprised he was white, right? (laughs) I mean, that's... That's a given. If someone's out interloping in the streets, like... (laughs) Dressed like a tree over there. (laughs) Hanging out in a tree, yeah. Acting a fool... (laughs) The witnesses didn't move as they waited for the Batman to make his next move. Without warning, Hilda told the paper, a mysterious white flame and smoke shot from behind him, and with a burning object like a flying paintbrush, he scooted across the horizon. (laughs) Then, the Batman was gone, but he changed my life forever. (laughs) I told Lloyd. Very poetic. Our marriage was over. (laughs) No more Lloyd. No, she belongs to the Batman now. Or she's like, Lloyd, I know you like to wear your Levi's and your uh, Cavender's boots, but could you get you some skin-tight, dark pants, (laughs) knee-high boots? He's like, I know where this is going. She's like, you know nothing of the sort, Lloyd. Mm. She's like, you want to save this marriage or not? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 14-year-old still sitting there. Can I go? (laughs) No. This is weird. You're a witness to this whole thing. (laughs) Hilda, Lloyd, and Judy weren't the only ones to see something strange. Judy's mom, Vivian Myers, who acted as landlady for the property, arrived home just in time to see the flying paintbrush (laughs) shoot across the sky. One of her tenants, an unidentified 71-year-old man, told reporters that he also saw the weird shadowy figure lurking in the tree. But instead of staying out and staring at it... I just went back inside and went to bed. Mad respect. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, what are you going to (laughs) do? What is anybody going to do? You're not going to approach him, right? What's up there? He's like, ain't nothing good. No. It's like your parents are always like, nothing good happens after midnight. Mm -mm, Nothing Nothing good good happens if you're going chasing after a Batman when you're 71. That's right, 2.30 in the morning. Also, a lot of great things happen after midnight, so parents were liars. (laughs) Bunch of freaking narcs telling us to go to bed early. (laughs) Having just moved to Houston three months earlier, Hilda and Lloyd were... So upset, we're thinking about leaving Houston and going back to Brian. What a threat. What a threat. When 14-year-old Judy was interviewed by another newspaper, she told a reporter, I saw it and nobody can say I didn't. And I'm not talking about the Batman. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's why Vivian should have been there. That's right. After contacting the authorities, police assured the scared witnesses that they were... Investigating the incidents. Though the officers admitted they were... Not equipped to handle such phenomena. <laughs> but you know what? Taking it on anyway. Like, why don't we all just, just attack life with a gusto of being like, well, I don't know how to do this, but fuck it. Yeah, sure. 
You don't we'll think when you're, sky. when you're training at the academy, they teach you what to do <laughs> if like, a cryptid you know, flies into somebody's yard? If you come on a robbery in progress, it's how you react. It's a situation if there's a fight outside of a bar. If you see a damn Batman in a tree, <laughs> what you want to do is you want to get one of those utility belts. We give everybody in the <laughs> department one. Fire, fire with fire. I think you tase him, right? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying go out and tase somebody in a tree. <laughs> But, like, if, you, if people are calling, I also have so many people called about this. And my question is it's not a crime to be a giant bird. In defense of Batman. Like, what? He didn't do shit to you. What is a public street? He's a It's a public tree. In a public street. It's not in your house. Like, what's the problem? That's true. I mean, you're like, 911, what's your emergency? It's a goddamn Batman in my tree. <laughs> And if it was Dallas, because Dallas 911 operators are like aggressively like, why, why are you calling me? And I'm like, that's fair. I don't know. Uh, somebody got shot across the street from me. They're like, did they die? I'm like, they got them ran away. And they're like, then they're fine. So why are you on the phone? But yeah, I would imagine the same thing. There's a Batman. Well, what did he do to anybody? Did he show his, did he pull his wiener out or something? It's like, not yet. I don't know. Well, call me back when he does. Because yeah. I, I, I will come there. I want to see a Batman. I'll be a out Batman there. I want to see Batman weenie. We're not going to arrest him. We just want to look. <laughs> we just want to see what he's got going on down there. I'd love to look. If he's... Man, we've talked about this before. Which half is which? When you got a, when you got a human-animal hybrid, where does it stop and where does it begin? Does, is it like an ombre effect where it just slowly fades into it? Or is it a clear delineation where like head, a line. To, head to navel, he's human, but <laughs> navel to toes... Bat. He's like, hey, baby, I'm bat from the waist down. <laughs> Which do you, do you want human None. head bat pee-pee or human pee-pee bat head? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> uh, can you do I'm it? going, oh, you. When you take it to its natural extreme, you start to rethink your choice, whichever choice you make. It doesn't matter which choice it is. I'm, you start to rethink I'm it. I'm uncomfortable by both. <laughs> but I think I'm more uncomfortable with bat head. I was thinking, I was like, I would go with man pee-pee because that's what I know. <laughs> but uh, then you've got to, well, I guess you don't have to look him in the face. Right. I don't know how bats do it. You're probably going to be hanging upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely bat body man pee-pee. <laughs> so if I got to look at it, though, I don't want to be staring. I don't, bats kind of freak me out. I won't be staring in the face of a bat. You can't brown bag Batman. He wouldn't like that. <laughs> He'd be offended. He'd be mad. <laughs> He's like, I could get any girl from this tree branch. <laughs> and I chose Not you. any girl. You haven't met me. <laughs> yeah. When you said, do you think it, dot, 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 before you started talking about if what half is what, I was like, do you think it's shaped like a batarang? But that a is batarang? Like a Batman boomerang. <laughs> like a nor'easter, but a boomerang Batman <laughs> ring. <laughs> so like the Batman signal? Yeah, but he at people. His, his dick? Well, he could. They don't write that into the comic books. It's not books. detachable. Asked, they don't write that into the movies either. <laughs> this is why people have fan fiction. So you true. can write your Hell own yeah. bat dick. I don't think it detaches bat, from them. Uh, uh, no, it shouldn't. We don't know. We don't know what a Batman's body is about. Yet. We'll it's his him. body. He can do with it. What he, who are we to say I'm what he judging. can and can't do with I'm it, you know? I'm going to keep my laws off Batman's body. <laughs> Yes. Well, throughout the 1960s, the only other sightings of Batman in South Texas were on people's television screens. ABC began airing the series starring Adam West and Burt Ward, beginning in 1966. 
But then in the 70s, those living in the southern part of the Lone Star State would soon spot a different kind of flying creature, threatening them from above. In the final months of 1975, folks in South Texas began seeing something strange in their yards, trees, and skies. It began with reports of an enormous creature stalking the city of San Benito. Police Chief Ted Cortez told the Tyler Morning Telegraph that a man rushed into the police station one evening, terrified. The concerned resident wanted to report a giant man-bird hybrid, which had initially perched on top of the local tavern. The witness said he then saw the creature perched atop the local courthouse. The man insisted what he saw was real, telling police, I'm not drunk, I'm sober, but I saw it. <laughs> it was Harvey Birdman, that's why he was on the courthouse. But I imagine if, I think the Birdman followed him from the tavern, past the courthouse, and then he ran into the police station. Well, then, I mean, if a Birdman was following you, you gotta go. Where do you run? Uh, ooh, uh, what attacks was- a bird like a Bobcat, giant bobcat, something? So you gotta find a giant bobcat now. <laughs> Where do you find that? A giant mountain. All right, we're on the way to a giant it's mountain. Like in, what is it, Mario 3, where world number four is everything so much bigger? That was a really, real narrow reference. Um, <laughs> Mario 3? Super Mario Yeah, Brothers? Super Mario Brothers 3. I think it's level four, the world everything is giant. You guys remember that? That's fine. Tommy and Ella just beat uh, Luigi's, Luigi's Mo- Mansion 3. Damn. Yeah. Um, no, here's what happened. So for weeks, uh, they were playing this game. Mm-hmm. King Boo is the ultimate boss. That you, if, has anyone played this game? I'm sorry. Okay, one person. Again, <laughs> thank you. This is the oyster coming in. King Goo Boo. Okay. Like a ghost. Makes it's more a sense. haunted mansion, Heather. I thought you said King Goo. <laughs> well, there is Luigi can split, and there is Gooigi. <laughs> Who is Luigi made out of goo. So you're not... Anyways. I think all men can do that. For weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Gross. He was green, too. Oh, no. Yeah. Go to the doctor if that happens. For weeks, Ella, all she could talk about was King Boo. Daddy's going to beat King Boo. We're almost going to beat King Boo. Sometimes they would play it without me if I was working, but other times we'd play as a family. And then, one morning, I was sleeping in. And Tommy came in, and he woke me up, and he said, Hey, I just want to wake you up. By the way, we just beat King Boo. And I legit got so upset that they didn't include me <laughs> that now they're playing it over from the start Aww. so we can beat King Boo as a family together. <laughs> and I'm playing Unraveled, which Ella likes to watch me play. I'm just talking about video games it, now. Nobody gives a shit. Everybody's like, get back to uh-huh. the story. We don't care about this. <laughs> Unraveled, I'll tell you about later because nobody okay, cares. You know my face is, I it's a great game. Okay, so has anyone played Unraveled? Okay, there okay. we go. Thank you. I don't know that our Venn diagram is that much of gamers and people that listen to the show, but I think there's we some. have a lot of gamers. There's some. There's a, there's a swath. It's like Final Fantasy World of Warcraft, Animal Crossing. Okay. Okay. You're right. <laughs> After taking his statement, the police got two more reports from some of San Benito's younger residents. A pair of kids came forward to confirm that they had also seen the monster stalking the city's skies. Police Chief Cortez related the kids' experience. They said it had kind of a bald head like a monkey. (laughs) Though Chief Cortez tried brushing off the reports, he said they painted a terrible picture. It's just rumors to me, but they said it looked like a half-human, half-bird. 
I didn't know which half, though, so I asked him to draw a picture. <laughs> the pictures were disgusting, but I keep them in my desk drawer. <laughs> Look at them from time to time. Monkey head. We don't know which half is bird, human. Something. But now you've got a monkey head. Also, monkeys have hair on them the last time I yeah. checked. I don't know what kind of bald-headed monkey. I don't know. It was a monkey head, but they shaved it clean. <laughs> I don't know who held it down. It had wings. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I imagine it's probably difficult to be law enforcement at this time because you're like, what? <laughs> you want to be respectful. You want to take the report. I think yeah. you just get them to draw it. It would be hilarious. <laughs> just keep them. Just weeks later, a pair of police duties from nearby Harlingen saw an enormous creature the size of a full-grown man soaring on wings above their patrol cars. One of the two officers told reporters, The wingspan, I guess, was about like the size of a pretty good car, about 15 feet or so. The color was white. I've done a lot of hunting, but I've never seen anything like it. This thing was really oversized. Rude. <laughs> Who is he to say what's a normal-sized bird? And also, what normal car is 15 feet long? <laughs> That's an 18-wheeler, right? No, 15 that, feet is... 15 feet is two... Eight, two, two wheels, no, that doesn't mean they're 18 feet, does 15 it? 15 feet would be two six-and-a-half-foot people laying up next to each other head-to-head. How does that help me? <laughs> what? <laughs> you just banged your mouth on the mic. You'll have to wash this afterwards. So A normal car is not 15 feet long, is it? I mean, approximately. Really? I don't know. I don't know about space, time, distance. I have a struggle. Man, envisioning. I don't know. Did I tell you we almost died on a plane today? <laughs> my, I don't know. My head's all over the place. Sinisterhood will be right back. In case you need a refresher, here is why Thrive Cosmetics is freaking amazing. Thrive Cosmetics products are made with clean, high-performance, skin-loving ingredients. Their clinically proven formulas not only highlight your best features, they actually improve your skin over time. All Thrive Cosmetics products are formulated without parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. Thrive Cosmetics never tests on animals. They're Leaping Bunny and PETA certified as 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Thrive Cosmetics has a bold mission that's truly bigger than beauty. For every product purchased, Thrive donates to help women thrive. For women that are experiencing homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. Thrive Cosmetics also has a bunch of holiday sets available for this holiday season. For a limited time, you'll be able to save up to 25% off some of their best sellers. I am currently obsessed with the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a cream to powder highlighter slash eyeshadow stick that brightens and opens my eyes. It gives me an instant eye lift. I'll tell you right now, perfect size for a stocking. Mm-hmm. Just drops Everybody's- right in there. You get so excited when you bust that out of your stocking. It is your new secret weapon for tricking others into thinking you've gotten a good night's sleep. It is a foolproof highlighter and extremely easy to apply and makes your eyes pop with a perfect wash of color and glow. It's also available in 13 universally flattering shimmering shades. It is so easy, especially if you don't want to spend a lot of time doing your makeup, but you want to look like you. Uh, Yes, Heather pointed to herself just now. Also (laughs) me that doesn't have a lot of time to do that. It's super fast. It lasts all day. I love it. Also, the Defying Gravity Eye Lifting Cream is the Holy Grail eye cream that instantly lifts, tightens, and brightens the look of your skin around your eyes while giving you line-smoothing hydration. It's like beauty sleep in a bottle. 
I love everything about Thrive Cosmetics. Their products are the best I've ever used, and the Bigger Than Beauty mission is truly inspiring. You're going to love them just as much as we do. Visit thrivecosmetics.com slash sinisterhood for 15% off your first order just in time for the holidays. This is an exclusive offer you can only get here. That's Thrive, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Sinisterhood for 15% off your first order. Thrivecosmetics.com slash Sinisterhood. If you've been listening to the show for a while, which we hope you have, you've probably heard us talk about our Helix mattresses, which we are both absolutely in love with. Love them so much. And now, you guys... We're not just loving things in the bedroom anymore. We're loving Mm -mm. it in the living room, too. Oh, yeah. Because Helix has left the bedroom and started making sofas. They just launched a new company called Allform, and they are already making the best sofas in the game. So what makes these all-form sofas so cool? Let me tell you. For starters, it's the easiest way you can customize a sofa using premium materials at a fraction of the cost of traditional stores. You can pick your fabric, and it is spill, stain, and scratch resistant, which in my house is an absolute mess. You can pick your sofa color, the color of the legs, the sofa size, and its shape to make sure it's perfect for you and your home. They've got armchairs and love seats all the way up to an eight-seat sectional, so there's something for everyone, and you can always start small and buy more seats later on if you want your all-form sofa to grow and change with you when you move. That's so key because I was so worried I got the wrong size, and when I found that out, all my anxiety just washed away. Mm-hmm. All-form sofas are also delivered directly to your home with fast, free shipping. Right now, if you buy a sofa from a traditional retailer, it would take months to arrive, and you would need someone to come and assemble it in your home. Allform takes a few weeks to arrive in the mail, and you can assemble it yourself in a few minutes. No tools needed. I have the Allform five-seat corner sectional with chaise. I picked out the teal fabric with natural wood legs. And let me just tell you, the other day, it rained. Buffy, my pit bull, ran outside in the mud, came inside when I wasn't looking, and climbed all over oh. the sofa. I started to panic, but Allform said, just use a clean, damp cloth to, uh, to wipe it off. It totally wiped off. I was frankly shocked. I thought I was going to have to bust out like furniture cleaner or get some like an upholstery specialist to help. And it wiped right off. And then later when she did it again, I told Paris, now it's your turn. And it's super easy. Grab a clean cloth. You got this, buddy. Next time it's Buffy's turn. I have the four seat with Chase in light gray with the walnut legs. And mm-hmm. I love it so much. It has refreshed our living room so much. And it helped us convert our front room into more of a playroom with our other couch. It's it's working out great. To be able to lay down on this chaise while I watch TV, game changer. I love it. And we all have room on the couch. It's so mm-hmm. comfortable. And yes, it cleans very, very easily. And if getting a sofa without trying it in store sounds a little risky, you don't need to worry. You get 100 days to decide if you want to keep it. That's more than three months. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up for free and give you a full refund. Allform also wants to do their part and offers exclusive discounts for teachers, students, military, and first responders. Allform also offers financing and flexible payment plans, so an amazing sofa is never far away. They even offer a forever warranty. Literally forever. To find your perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash creepy. And right now, Allform is offering 20% off all orders for our listeners at allform.com slash creepy. If you've ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there's no better time than now. This week, our friends at Simply Safe are giving Sinisterhood listeners early access to all their Black Friday deals. 
50% off their award-winning home security. We love Simply Safe because it does everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. Simply Safe was even named Best Home Security System of 2021 by U.S. News and World Report. You can easily customize the system for your home online in minutes and even get free custom recommendations from Simply Safe. These are Simply Safe's biggest discounts of the year. You can get a complete home security system at just over $100 starting. There are no long-term contracts or commitments. It's a really easy way to start feeling a little bit more peace of mind. And right now with the holidays coming up, mm-hmm. if Home Alone taught us anything, this That's is right. the time when we all need to be a little more on our game. This is the perfect time to get that security system installed. So take, Don't get a paint bucket. Don't get don't a paint, get a paint bucket. bucket. Get a don't put safe. a bunch of nails don't tar and feather anybody. Just go get a Simply Safe. Take advantage of their early Black Friday deals and get 50% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash creepy. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash creepy for 50% off your entire system. Well, on January 1st, 1976, teenagers Tracy Lawson and Jackie Davies were playing in Tracy's front yard, enjoying the New Year's Day holiday. Suddenly, they turned to see a scary five-foot-tall bird leering at us. The monstrous creature got nearer, and the girls saw that it had a gorilla-like face and red eyes. Frightened by the encounter, the two girls ran inside to tell Tracy's parents. When the adults came out to check, all they found were enormous talon tracks surrounding the front yard, pressed deep into the soil. The family called the news, and even more reports of Big Bird began circulating. Imagine your parents and you're hungover as shit from all New the years. time. And it's like, just go outside and play. Just do whatever. Go outside. And they're like, a bird was leering at me. <laughs> you're like, God damn it. And then you go out and you're like, what are these giant indentations? They in said the they soil? were sunk down into the ground like almost two inches. And they down. tried to recreate it. And they couldn't press their feet down as much. Mm-mm. The guy said he weighed about 250, and he said he, would, he tried to stomp next to it. And even him stomping, like, all of his weight didn't go down as deep. That's a big-ass bird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a week later, Alvarico Guajardo was relaxing in his home when he heard a loud crash, like something running into the siding. According to the Tyler Morning Telegraph, Alvarico, armed with a knife, went out to check the source of the noise. It was then that he was faced with bird but not like a bird it was like something from another planet dude you come out ready to shank him though like he was like (laughs) if you're gonna go after a bird a knife seems like the worst weapon choice so (laughs) at least a rock you could huck it from a distance anything i mean all they gotta do is jump and you're like you're at a disadvantage i guess he didn't know he was going to fight a giant bird at the time he said it kind of sounded like the bird flew purposefully into the siding of his house. He had a, he had a score to settle with. Yeah. It's like, somebody's banging on my siding. <laughs> I'm going to stab him. <laughs> That's reasonable. I want, like, if you saw a giant bird that you'd never seen before, mm-hmm. would you immediately think, one, I must call the police. Two, this has to be some sort of uh, uh, man hybrid bird creature. Or would you just think, oh, that's a bird I've never seen before. Well, if it's the size of a car, I'm going with the second one. And if, especially he's got a man penis. <laughs> I mean, you go with the facts you have in front he's of you. He's got on tights. How do you know? You know. <laughs> 
If they're tight. Do birds know. have the screwdriver one? My internet search history. Ducks do. Ducks do. Ducks do. Well, I don't know about bats, but um, after all the vampire boner stuff I Googled, I got to take a chill pill with all that. Uh, last, last night at the Dallas show, a Patreon in the meet and greet line, she's like, I'm the one who emailed you about the science of how vampire boners work. And we're like, we know exactly who you are. <laughs> It made a lot of sense. Thank you. And I was think like, about thank it all you. the time. Thank you for that. You saw, I, don't, I can sleep at night now. <laughs> Two supply specialists at a nearby Air Force base also claimed to have seen the creature for themselves. The report came weeks after another woman who did more than just see the bird. She didn't F it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> this woman who refused to be identified because she effed this bird, <laughs> was interviewed by the Austin American statesman after an incident inside her home where she fucked this bird <laughs> in South Texas on January 16th, 1976. Hey, I met him, you know. He was my house guest. He ate like a horse. He really put away those blueberry pancakes. That's what she called her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got him in the house. I was like, hey, Bertie, you want some blueberry pancakes? And then I undid my robe. <laughs> and that Bertie came right inside. <laughs> For real, though. Which it sounds... I it's, mean, it's, it's going to sound made up, but I'm going to... not. <laughs> he just batted his big brown eyes at me and fluffed up those steel gray feathers. He was about five feet tall and had a long nose. It reminded me of my husband. He ate like him, too. Big Bird made himself at home, and when the woman had enough, she called everybody, police. everybody laughed and ate like him too. You put yeah. two and two We're together. We're all putting it together here. Hundred yeah. percent. I'll show you the. I'll show you the printed newspaper article where she said all this. This yeah. is real. She said this to reporters. She's like, and you they haven't lived. It. You haven't lived until you kick back and let a bird peck at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so she went bird head, man penis. We don't know. It's just, and at the end of the day, this could have just been a big real bird. And she had an encounter, and she was just coming forward with it because she wanted, she's like, I had to get this off my mind. <laughs> well, she still did something else. <laughs> I called the cops on him. Of course. I didn't like the flirty way he batted his eyes and fluffed his feathers. And then he took off like a bullet. We thought you had a love connection, and you turned on him. Yeah, at you the called end, the authorities on you him. You can't invite a bird in for blueberry pancakes, and then when he thinks you're like in the mood, turn him away and call the cops on him. Or worse, the the bird's like, "Time to pay up," and she's like, "The cops are on the way." <laughs> I just turned that bird into a gigolo. <laughs> but if you had bird body man penis you could get money for that i'm just saying why oh, don't yeah. get away for free if you had bird head man penis any amount any mixture any mixture of an animal human i mean i'm telling you respect yourself only but if, fans use it yeah use it how you're gonna i'm sex positive so you can do whatever you want with it also in mid-january big bird struck again when armando grimaldo this is a real name <laughs> stepped outside to enjoy a smoke break after the sounds of flapping wings above his head, something began ripping off Armando's clothes and clawing at him. This is the horniest bird. Ah, I'm going to get you. <laughs> it's because he was coming from what's-her-name's house. She, did, she didn't give her name because she didn't. For good reason. 
He was blue batted. I don't know what it, what they have. Do they blue have feathers? balls? Probably, I guess. They may. Don't all animals have testicles? Do you have to have testicles? To I don't mate? think so. I think there's lizards and stuff that don't. Oh, that's you, true. They drag on the ground. Start, uh, seahorses just do it themselves they to just themselves. All out. And they can switch it up. <laughs> Were you saying that Tommy didn't want to eat a seahorse? Were we talking about that one time? No! <laughs> I don't think we have ever been in a place where Tommy had the opportunity to eat a seahorse. And if we had, I'm glad he chose not to. Seahorses aren't for eating. I mean, somebody probably somewhere... They have, like... Did I dream that? They look like, like little... They look like little horses. If you can hold it down, you can eat any animal. They've got, like... Well, I mean, that's true, but, like... Some amongst us ate a capybara. If, if you had a seahorse on a plate staring up at you, would you eat it? Head and all. With its little curly Q-tail. You would eat one. She ate a chupa, not a chupacabra. <laughs> a capybara. She not ate a real a whole, animal. Listen, I didn't eat a whole one. You well, made me like a monster. It wasn't, like, on a spit roast, and I just, like, dug in until it was gone. You don't have to eat a whole one to be a monster. Okay. I was misled. You would eat a seahorse, wouldn't you? You'd eat a seahorse. I'd take a bite. Well, Dude, they're like no. this big. That's all it is. It's like a, a well, moose bouche. It's not a full entree. <laughs> it's a tiny little thingy. <laughs> if you're listening and we had a discussion about eating seahorse, email me. Because I feel like I'm losing it. I swear you were like, maybe I did drink that. And you're like... We had the choice to eat horse Unless meat. Unless you and Tommy had this. Co- well, so horse. I have something to talk about. Tommy, what's after the show? I don't know about this. Oh, no. Uh, email me. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Armando told reporters, I felt something grab me, something with big claws. I've never been so scared in my whole life. The run-in required him to be transported to the hospital, according to the SA Current. So many South Texas residents began reporting incidents of being attacked by enormous birds, some with monkey-like faces. The Johnny Carson made jokes about it on The Tonight Show. Wow, Johnny Carson, it's not something to laugh about when a bird rips your clothes off <laughs> while you're just trying to have a puff outside and enjoying the <laughs> night sky. Oh, man. But what a way to be put on the map for your town to be put on the map. <laughs> because you got a bunch of monkey birds that are trying to <laughs> take people. I believe the joke that he made was that it was uh, Howard Hughes. Mm. Mm. There's a lot better jokes he could have made. I mean, he never asked me what I Yeah. I mean, we're not here to criticize Johnny Johnny Carson. Carson. Never. Is he still alive? No, he was like a thousand years old in the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) He like... Okay. They may have froze his head somewhere, but the rest of him is gonzo. He's next to Walt somewhere? (laughs) Throughout 1976 and 77, South Texas was abuzz with talks of the Big Bird, and not the one from Sesame Street. The Corpus Christi Caller Times reported that, In the bars, men swap Big Bird tales in between bets on the Super Bowl. Younger residents were on the hunt as well, with the paper reporting, In the schools, kids tell Big Bird jokes. Most of them are unprintable. School teacher Maricela G. Suarez confirmed. That's all I hear about at school. Everybody has a story about it. I think it's true. I guess it's some rare species of animals. Maybe someone brought some rare eggs here and they were hatched. I wouldn't go out at night without my husband. <laughs> this quote's like, do, 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 yeah. 
What is the movie where the tarantula comes over in the crate of banana? Arachnophobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how we get those spiders here? Yeah. Maybe somebody was shipping some chicken eggs and somehow this Batman egg got mixed in. In with it. And it got, it's like when people bought alligators as pets and flushed them down the toilet and now your sewers are riddled with alligators. Was that true? Well, it was true that in Florida, some very wealthy people thought it would be cool to own a Nile crocodile, which are the size of cars. They said they're about the size of a Ford Focus when they get fully grown. And you just, you're like, I got a big house. And then there's a Ford Focus eating your sofa. And you're like, <laughs> Fucking, it lived inside? They were like, though, in the Everglades. I don't know. Where are, you, where are you gonna keep it? Out in the backyard, it'll run away, and that's what it did. It started eating up all the pelicans in the Everglades. You're not supposed to mess with nature like that, or you get the Batman. <laughs> well, I have a pig, so who am I to judge? <laughs> She's damn near eating our sofa several times. <laughs> Although some found the bird's sudden, sudden appearance shocking, diner waitress Mary Gonzalez told The Times. I saw a bird like that about five years ago. It was standing out in my backyard. I didn't ever mention anything about it to anybody, though. People would have thought I was a drunk or something, you know. Had one too many. I wasn't ever scared of the bird, though, and I wouldn't be now either. I mean, it'll just fly away. Maybe. Or it'll fly down towards <laughs> you. More, meanwhile, Armando Grimaldo's like, listen, man, you don't they know. Don't just fly away. I'm here to tell you. You don't know what it's like. Well, then again, other residents tempted fate and expressed disbelief at the existence of the creature. Manford Trent of San Benito told the Times, I take that sort of stuff with a grain of salt. Now, if one of these nights it lights on my head and starts flopping around, then I'll believe it. What does that mean? I had to ask your husband. I was like... Hey, Tommy, I have a word that I need I heard to... you ask that in the hotel room. Is this what this <laughs> yes. was about? I was like, I was reading over this, and I typed this word, and I don't know what it means. And he's like, what word is it? And I was like, lights. <laughs> he's like, could you use it in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> and then I read it to him, and he was like, oh, like, and I imagine this is how your life is every day with him. Very gentle, very kind, and just said it as if, like, everybody knows what that word is. He was like, you know, it's when a bird just lightly and then flies away, like, lightly puts its talons on you, I guess, and, like, just flies away. Oh. I was like, oh, it's a, it's a verb of a thing that a bird does. I learned a word today, and it was lights. you got to give a lot more context. Here's, an, here's something I'll tell you. Um, that is my life. But about 90% of the time, he's making it up. <laughs> so, but he does it with authority, so you think it's true, but you don't really know if it's true. And he, because he has a problem, like if I ask a question, he wants to know the answer to it. So he'll just like start talking until it, something comes out that sounds right. And then later, then he'll be like, I don't know what I'm talking about. That really, that's not what lights mean. So sorry. It could mean that, but also, I love you, babe. <laughs> it sounds like it means that. That makes sense. Like it would just. And I'm sorry I ruined it for you. You're never going to trust him again. Well, it's hard. Tommy, if, for those of you who don't know, Tommy was my improv teacher at Dallas Comedy House. And uh, so I put a lot of authority into what he said. And now oh. it's been pulled over my eyes. <laughs> well, then again. Whoop. Oh. We stopped sorry. in the middle. We don't normally stop in the middle, but that was a funny bit. So I'm What's glad that? we did. Said normally we don't stop in the yeah, middle, but we did. All this would be edited out normally, <laughs> but you guys see the fuck-ups happen live. Isn't that fun? You're raw-dogging and sinister yes. tonight. I got all... See, this is what happens when I talk shit about my husband. Karma was like, now you're gonna fuck up, bitch. <laughs> so, joke's on me. Tommy controls the universe. 
Other skeptics attributed the species to birds from one of those preserves on Padre Island. Reporters interviewed a shopper at JCPenney <laughs> named Emma Weber, who agreed that it could have been just another bird before she second-guessed herself. But then, why would it attack that man? I don't understand that. It may be like the cattle mutilations. We'll just never find out. And it was like, as Emma browsed the linens at JCPenney, she told us. And I was like, did she just run in and was like, anybody want to talk about the bird? Yeah. She was like, I have a question. <laughs> what is the thread count? Also, I have some opinions on this bird. Do you think they set up the shot where they're like, we got, we're going to interview. We're doing it at Penny's. <laughs> well, this, the whole article that this came from was just how many people all over town were talking about the birds. And I like to imagine that it, they were like, all staff meeting, all hands on deck. <laughs> we need you out in the field. And we need you to find bird people. <laughs> and they, they found, just wandered in wherever they could. The first strip mall they found. They found Manford Trent and Emma Weber. Yep, there you go. <laughs> and Jack Grimm. An oil tycoon from Abilene, known by the nickname Cadillac Jack. <laughs> he soon offered $5,000 to anyone who could capture the creature, called a bizarre hunter by the Austin American statesman and a magnificent dreamer with an equally magnificent bank account. By the Forest Star Telegram, Grimm was no stranger to trying to solve a mystery. According to the statesman, Grimm has looked high and low for ungodly creatures and divine relics. Tracking Bigfoot, plumbing the depths for the Loch Ness Monster, and even embarking on a hunt for Noah's Ark. This guy's insufferable. Dude. Imagine dinner with him. <laughs> well, the thing, I, as I was, like, researching his life, which I got on, this is, like, two paragraphs of an hour and a half long thing, but I was like, I need to know more about Jack Grimm. Cadillac Jack. Cadillac Jack. He, uh, I mean, had a shit-ass load of money and just would get obsessed with different topics and then blow a ton of dough, like a couple million bucks at a time, adjusted for inflation, so a lot of money at a time. I mean, two million bucks now is a lot, but he, and then he would just get, like, he would be like, well, we didn't find Bigfoot, now we're going to find Nessie. And then they wouldn't find Nessie, and he'd be like, I'm going to get that bird, and they'd eat the bird. We've learned that millionaires can be very eccentric. Yeah. Do you think Who that they, knew? Well, that they start that way or the money makes them goofy? Ooh, which came first? The bat or the egg? <laughs> because uh, Skinwalker Ranch, yes. the guy that owns it now, Brandon Fugel. and the one before it, just like was like, I want to find out what's going on. Well, all right, I'm done with that. Let's move on to building rocket oh, yeah. ships. Just Elon Musk. Yeah. Who knows what's going on? <laughs> I just... Were they, they shot off the rockets, the Tesla rockets, was it in Austin or was it here? Brownsville. Brownsville. Okay. Somewhere not where I live, so <laughs> down. Is they shot them off down. William Shatner was on? No, it was a different one. But way back when they initially did the thing, a uh, friend of ours, I love you, Todd, <laughs> he messaged our group chat and was like, you guys, I don't want to be weird, but I saw a UFO tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a rock. And then later on, it turned out it was. Did he weak. really think it was a UFO? Well, he was like, I'm sure there's a reasonable expectation, but here's a photo just in case. Oh, he got a photo. But see, nowadays you go on Twitter and you immediately are like, oh, that's Elon Musk rocket. Or that's what they tell us that it is. Mm -hmm. uh, back then, you didn't have social no. media. No, now, I mean. You just well, had the local news that you, any, you could find anywhere, just walking around any kind of department <laughs> store looking to interview you. Oh, Cadillac Jack. In the case of the Big Bird, the strange businessman wasn't ready to fork over the dough for just any specimen. 
He told the Brownsville Herald that in order to be eligible to collect the reward, the bird captured... Must have a wingspan in excess of 15 feet, the size of a car. I don't know, maybe. Uh, (laughs) And it must be a species not heretofore identified or must be a species thought to be extinct as certified by the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department. Though his bounty failed to turn anything up, Grimm was undaunted. He took his next mission under the sea, where he searched for the lost city of Atlantis and made an initial hunt for the, for the Titanic in the 1980s. That gamble paid off, as Cadillac Jeff ended up recovering 1,700 artifacts from the ill-fated ship during his 1987 mission. Still, the Big Bird of Texas was never found. He didn't ever write... The, he wrote a check for $5,000, but it never had a name put in the, uh, the two line. Nobody could come through. And I like that he set up the trap of, you have to have a government agency certify that this is a dinosaur, and then I'll give you $5,000. <laughs> I like to think he still has that check in, like, a glass case in his office, because one day... He's going to write something in that two-line. His ancestors will. He is down to Oh, I'm R.I.P. Cadillac Jack. I'm so sorry. He's gone on to that. Is it insensitive to ask if he was buried in a Cadillac? (laughs) I think. uh, I guess so by that moment. (laughs) Somebody just gave. We didn't know him. It's fine. (laughs) I think he was maybe uh, they buried him in the Titanic submarine. I don't know. (laughs) Send me back to my boat. If you could, if your ashes could be spread or your body could be buried, any kind of like... Uh, wonder of the world, where would you go? Well, before you said wonder of the world. Okay, wherever you want. I would want trusted colleagues and associates and people I love to divvy my body up into tiny pouches and then find people throughout my life who has wronged me and walk up to them (laughs) and go, that's from Heather. (laughs) And walk away. And they're like, but what did I, what did I, and then they'll just be left wondering. Forever. Pick a few strangers too, just just That's a the way, man. You're in their brains forever. They're like, what could I possibly have done to warrant her ashes being blown in my face? Now I'm inside you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's real good. It's better than anything the, I thought you'd say. That's what the big bird said to that lady, and she called the cops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all up inside those blueberry pancakes. While sightings of the Big Birds and Batman appeared to die down, something else was brewing in the Texas skies. In May of 1981, the Marshall News Messenger reported that a woman named Hilda Walker, the same name as the woman who spotted the Batman in Houston all those years before, again saw something unusual in the early morning hours. If multiple times in your life there's a man with a tape recorder who's like, and tell us what the anomaly was that you saw, you're living life right. (laughs) You're leaning in. You're like, you know, I mean, could she just be telling a tale? Or is she being targeted? (laughs) Or, listen, there's two kinds of people in the world. There's the kind of people that when shit gets weird, you sit out in your yard with your hands on your hips, and you're like, golly! And then there's the type of people that are like, I'm going to bed. (laughs) And those people don't get interviewed twice. No. Just once. Proud to say I'm the first kind. I'm a Hilda. (laughs) You're a Hilda? I'm a 71-year-old man. <laughs> Actually, I'm probably a Hilda. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think you would stare into the abyss. Yeah, but stare back. <laughs> Hilda happened to be awake and looking out her window when she saw the strange light around 5.30 a.m. on May 7th. I thought at first we were having a thunderstorm, but it was the wrong color for lightning. <laughs> Did you see yellow? What color's lightning? <laughs> White? White lightning. Well, I thought that was like the name of somebody's cool Camaro. Cadillac Jack's Cadillac. (laughs) White Lightning. 
Hey, I don't know how long cars are, so who am I to judge? <laughs> now, a Cadillac is longer than 15 feet. Really? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't drive a Cadillac. <laughs> at some point in the next 24 hours, I'm going to get a tape measure and measure our Tiguan and see <laughs> just how long it is. She described the phenomenon as a big red glow over Cripps Camp, a Caddo Lake camping site that's been around since the 1940s. She told the paper, I wondered if perhaps there had been an explosion at the camp. But because there had been no noises, she thought it could be something else. That's when, all of a sudden, things got worse. Oh, my air conditioner began making a chugging sound like it was having trouble operating. <laughs> it is an eerie, eerie feeling when something like that happens to you. <laughs> this is why I'm a Hilda. That's right. Because <laughs> b- Batman be damned, if my air starts going out, call I the, will call the police Call the that. paper. I'll call, call the, the paper. I'll call anybody that listens. I'm calling Channel 5. I'm going, I'm going viral. She's like, the aliens are attacking us. They're taking away our AC. <laughs> Despite the appearance of the enormous red glow in the sky, the Harrison County Sheriff's Department received no other reports. <gasps> Oddly, none of Hilda's neighbors had seen it either. Was this the Batman coming back to visit his old friend 34 years later, throwing up a signal only Hilda could see? She probably thought it was. She's oh, like, yeah. you came back for me. I left Lloyd and Brian, and I've come back for you. <laughs> She's got making those blueberry pancakes. That's right. That's Somebody didn't tell her. Lure them in. The old site of the Batman incident was long gone after the construction of I-10 saw the old house raised to make room for the highway in 1957. Over 30 years later, just 30 miles south of the initial incident, a man named Frank Shaw had an encounter of his own. Frank was working for NASA as an archivist at the Johnson Space Center. As he walked to his car after a shift one night, he was terrified to look up and see something perched on the edge of the building. Frank froze as he stared up at the all-black humanoid figure draped in a cape. When he studied the creature, he realized it looked exactly like a gargoyle. (laughs) He's like, there's a goddamn gargoyle up there. (laughs) Is this true? Okay, here we go. Tommy told me this. Is this true that... A gargoyle simply means the stone structure of that thing. Like, a gargoyle isn't a real thing. It's just the stone structure. See my life? Now we all get it, right? This is like gaslighting. (laughs) No. I think he's on Reddit a lot. So, I think it's true. People ask me all the time, was he joking? I'm like, we've been together 12 years. I don't know. Half the time, I don't know. Heather's going to Google it. I just typed in her gargoyles real, and that was... <laughs> what answer did you Say get? yes. Uh, Say what, what, is, what does the word gargoyle refer to? Oh, God, she's gone down. What's the story? Is, a, is coming out of a gargoyle's mouth in bubble letters. That one looks upset. Oh, interesting. A gargoyle is used as a water spout. But a stone figure that's on a building, just for decoration, is called a grotesque. That's what it was. The gar- he was saying the gargle is only a gargle if water comes out. Because of the it gargling? Because right. it gargles oh, the water? Oh, maybe. No, probably not. You don't think? <laughs> you, see? You're catching on to his, right. his grip. That's how you see? Y'all are the same. <laughs> Y'all are the same. Paris and I are the it's same. True. That's it's why true. we all get along that's so true. well. <laughs> Under the creature's cape. Frank could make out two bat-like wings. After studying the monster's body, Frank then noticed that the gargoyle was staring right back at him. 
the man stood frozen before the horrific monster, who Frank later said seemed to relish in causing such extreme fear. After staring at him for a moment, Frank saw the beast spread its wings and fly off into the night. The sounds of its wings taking flight woke Frank from his daze and sent him running to his car and speeding home. That night when Frank returned home late from work to his wife and their daughter, Desiree, the women were startled by Frank's demeanor and listened as he told of the frightening encounter. Although she believed him, his wife thought it best that Frank not tell anyone at work about the incident. <laughs> because he works at NASA. <laughs> in case we all forgot. He takes off his top secret security clearance badge and is like, babe, I gotta tell you about the good day I had. She was like, oh, Frank, is it honey? taught again? As he's like, peace, said that you saw a UFO. And you're like, it's a goddamn gargoyle. <laughs> Walked outside, I saw a gargoyle. Well, Frank didn't listen. After thinking on it for a few weeks, he decided to bring up the encounter with his boss. Ever supportive, the NASA supervisor told Frank not to worry, that in fact other employees had seen the gargoyle creature. There's a rat, this place is lousy with gargoyles. I'm glad you came forward. Worse yet, two German shepherd dogs working on base succumbed to injuries they sustained from attacks inflicted on them by the gargoyle. Chewing on the dogs, we gotta shut it down. <laughs> The supervisor added Frank's account to the file that had already been created. There was a gargoyle file at NASA. This is why we don't have a space program anymore. <laughs> we like, don't we're deserve it. All the resources were diverting it to Project G. <laughs> and like, like G forces, like gravity. Are we studying? He's like, gargoyles. <laughs> we got to find out. They're all over the place. That's why Elon Musk had to step in. Somebody's like... We need to get back to space exploration. They're like, no, we got to focus on the gargoyles. Well, they're building all these rocket ships, and then the student, they're going to get access to the files, and then you're going to hear Tesla, Elon Musk, SpaceX is like, we changed it to, uh, we have something else in store. <laughs> I was like, are those just all binoculars? They're gargoyle hunting glasses. <laughs> like, I want every man, woman, and child to be equipped to hunt the gargoyles. The gargoyles? The gargoyles. The gargoyles. Though Frank thought that would be the end of things, he was sorely disappointed when he was approached at his desk one day by two agents. According to his daughter, Desiree, NASA security people were flown in from Arizona. That much I know. Well, they sat Frank down and interrogated him about his encounter. At the end, the two men, dressed in black suits, advised Frank that it would be best for everyone, himself and his family included... <laughs> threat god if he never mentioned his run-in with the gargoyle ever again frank then asked his wife and daughter to keep quiet about the incident and not bring it up further after frank's death desiree came forward and told author nick redfern about the incident in 2006 as of 2021 neither the agency nor the johnson space center has confirmed or denied the existence of the nasa gargoyle what are they hiding from us on top of those buildings <laughs> man if your dad says, hey, don't ever talk about this, and then the first thing you do when he dies is talk about it? I don't know that it was the first thing. Well, even if it was the second. She was burdened with the great pressure of having the world endangered, frankly. She thinks she's saving people. She is. She is saving what people. What if the gargoyle was saving us <laughs> this whole time? You know? The gargoyle. The real friendship was the gargoyles we found along the way. <laughs> um, but that's, I mean, this is a really, to me, this is... It's like such a sad tale for this gentleman who has this very real run-in that he goes home and he tells oh, his wife. Clip it, 
You flip it. Flip, it. flip the water bottle. Um, he goes home, tells his wife and kids, yeah, your wife and kid, like, oh, that's gargoyle. And they said his demeanor was really upsetting. And then you confide in your boss, and you're so positive and so happy that your boss is like, you know what, I'm glad you told me. And then one day, two guys, like, mafia-style, come to your desk, and they're like, oh, don't want to hear about the gargoyle again. It's good for you. It's good for the family. You know what I mean. <laughs> keep the, zip, keep the, the lid zipped, flipped, reversed. <laughs> And flip it in reverse. I like it. that now we've gone to where NASA employs the mafia, stereotypical mobsters to come <laughs> do their dirty work for they do. them. Absolutely, you guys, government contractors. Mm-hmm. Sinisterhood will be right back. In case you need a refresher, here is why Olive and June is freaking amazing. Olive and June nail polishes last seven plus days and do not chip. That's an entire week. Whole, whole week. And with Olive and June's Manny system, you can achieve beautiful, salon-perfect nails at an affordable price. Olive and June's Manny system is the ultimate secret behind salon-perfect nails at home. All-in-one, no guessing, no messy nails, no salon price tag. My nails have literally never looked so good, and I did them myself. Plus, they offer these adorable nail stickers that I am now also obsessed with. The Manny system is so easy, and it comes with the poppy, our favorite part of it, a patented brush handle that makes it so easy to paint with both of your hands. How easy, you ask? So easy that I painted my nails in five different green rooms while we were on (laughs) tour. (laughs) Because when you buy the the set, the Manny set, it comes in this very cute little pink pink bag with everything you need in it you can just throw it in your bag and go the poppy the nail polish all your stuff in there that you need right now i'm wearing a very pretty green color that i've gotten tons of compliments on i'm wearing a dark blue color that i actually wore for my engagement photos so keep your eyes out whenever uh we get the prints back from the uh from the photographer i got a lot of hand photos obviously because my engagement ring is front and center and like gripping onto Paris's shoulder as she was taking the photos. I was like, damn, my nails are in this a lot. And you know what? I'm happy with it because it was Olive and June and they look beautiful. They look not like I did them myself, but like they came from a Mm -hmm. salon. Getting beautiful salon perfect nails at home is now a dream come true with Olive and June. Your new nail life is here. Visit oliveandjune.com slash creepy and use code creepy for 20% off your first Manny system. This is an exclusive offer you can only get here. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash creepy. Code creepy for 20% off your first Manny system. Oliveandjune.com slash creepy. Code creepy. Bombas's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So this holiday, when you give Bombas to someone on your list, you're also giving them to someone in need. It's a give-give. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. They're made from super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, and even cashmere. Of course it's cashmere. Cashmere. Which makes them the perfect cozy winter layers. Everyone wants cashmere. Cashmere. There's a pair of Bomba socks for everything you do. They come in performance styles for every sport, holiday styles for when you're feeling festive, and lots more. I was on the website just yesterday, and they've got a bunch of cute Christmas socks on there and all different sorts of styles. They have women, men, kids, uh, slippers. I'm I'm mm. going to get some. They have... Mommy and toddler matching slippers. Matching. Getting some matching slippers there. And my Bomba socks are so comfortable, so I can't wait to try the slippers. 
Bombas t-shirts are also made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight so they hang just right. And the Bombas underwear has a barely there feel with second skin support that might make you forget they're even there in a good way. Bombas are the coziest gift for everyone on your list. And thanks to their festive gift boxes, you don't even have to wrap them. All you have to do is the giving. Socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters. In that order. That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. Bombas are made to be the perfect gift and made to give back to those in need. So happy giving to us all and to all a good night. Go to bombas.com slash creepy and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash creepy for 20% off bombas.com slash creepy. By now, pretty much everyone has heard of CBD, and if there was ever a time to get started with CBD, it's now. What both scientists and those who use CBD regularly know is that it helps with daily stresses, but you have to use a quality product to get quality results. Charlotte's Web Hemp Extracts are tested 20-plus times from seed to final product. Unlike many companies, Charlotte's Web has their own proprietary hemp genetics, so the end products are consistent, meaning you know what to expect from each bottle. And they're a mission-driven B Corp, which just means that they promise to help the planet and humanity and all that good stuff. I was feeling all jacked up the other day because I was on cold medicine, and the only thing that helped me... Not only just feel relaxed, but then also get to sleep was my Charlotte's Web gummies. You've got to. And the holidays are coming up. And while we love them, boy, howdy, can they be stressful when you get a bunch of family involved and just the the hustle and bustle of it all. So give yourself something this holiday season (laughs) and uh, take, take the edge off a little bit. And also... Again, I'm all about the stocking stuffers. I love stockings, and these are just great little stocking stuffers. Yeah, the little gummy packet would fit totally in the stocking Mm -hmm. stuffer. I'm going to meet the extended in-laws at Thanksgiving, taking my CBD gummies with me. Pack them in. (laughs) Pack them in. Go to charlottesweb.com and get started with the OG CBD brand who kicked off this whole CBD craze and use code CREEPY at checkout to save 15% on your order. This code works on all CBD products besides bulk bundles. That's charlottesweb.com. Use code CREEPY to save 15% on your order today. Acclaimed cryptozoologist and Texas-based author Ken Gerhard and this guy Leather oh, Cowboy wow. had we got we're about to get into it with this guy. He wrote about the 1953 Houston Batman incident in his book Encounters with Flying Humanoids, Mothman, Manbirds, Gargoyles, and Other Winged Beasts. He wrote that after the original 1953 Batman, there was a sequel event of sorts decades later. There are always a sequel. It may not be a coincidence that the witnesses to this second incident were employees of the now-defunct Bel Air Theater, a movie theater in the Houston area. The witnesses told Gerhard that they saw, like a Goliath of a man, crouching on a building near the theater. He was wearing some kind of helmet and attempting to hide. Could it have been the former caped crusader who was seen on 3rd Street all those years ago, back once again to check on his beloved city, Or could it have been just a pervert hiding in the bushes (laughs) with a helmet and a cape? He's like, I wear the helmet in case I fall and wear the cape for privacy. (laughs) I wear a cape so you can't see what I'm doing down here. I saw him up there and his cape was flapping in the wind. And you're like, it was not Mm. flapping. It wasn't the wind. For once, it wasn't the wind. (laughs) But something was flapping. 
Over the past half century, residents of Houston and South Texas have encountered Batman, Big Bird, and a NASA gargoyle. But what could really be inhabiting our wide Texas skies? One answer may lie in the Seminole Canyon State Park and historic site. This location is home to cave paintings and pictographs dated to over 4,000 years ago. The impressive and enduring artwork may shed some light on what the Houstonians saw in 1953, as well as the sightings throughout the 70s and 80s. By hiking down into the state park, you can see for yourself enormous cave paintings, some nearly 30 feet tall, that according to Texas Monthly, depict a mountain lion with laser beam eyes. <laughs> Ghost-like creatures and a winged anthropomorph sprouting antlers from his head. Antlers notwithstanding, could some ancient mystical creature be terrorizing the South Texas skies? Or someone's have fucking rock and roll taste making those cave paintings. <laughs> they were like, oh, did you see like a deer? And it's like, it's a fucking laser beam deer. <laughs> they had drugs then. That's true. Any, a lot of grew, grew everywhere. It's true. It was a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was loose. Everything <laughs> would be patrolling all of that. But I like that Texas Monthly, a very esteemed publication, had to write that a mountain lion with laser beam eyes I may was par- found. I may paraphrase that a little bit. Oh. Well, they said it was a mountain lion with red light streaks coming from its eyes. That's laser That's beam laser beam. eyes. That's yeah. laser beam eyes. Yeah. I'm Those sorry, Texas beam. Monthly. You're welcome for me cleaning up that language for you and making it clearer. <laughs> if you need an editor, let us know. According to CryptoZoo News, author Mark A. Hall may have an alternative answer. Hall was best known in the cryptozoology field for his studies of giant owls and other unexplained flying animals. Other unexplained giant owls are explained. (laughs) Well, not like owls the size of a human. Owls are, you know, yay big. They can be bigger. Owls are weird, man. How much bigger? size of a car. Five, yeah, yeah. Uh, 15 feet, the size of a car. We all know that. Theorizing that extremely large owls with over 10-foot wingspans could account for many of the West Virginia sightings linked to Mothman, Hall instead coined a moniker for the cryptid he believed to be responsible. Big Hoot. <laughs> so good. That's so good. Oh, he was so proud of himself. You can feel the pride jump off the page when you read that <laughs> that's good if oh. you ask me what would you call it i couldn't come up with a better name it's that's also a, a great nickname for a busty friend in your life in my life no in any of our lives oh i thought you the royal you, you're like yes. any one in one life one can find a big titted friend yeah i mean you have one <laughs> best friend big titted best friend <laughs> bt oh, man i can't wait to start be called big hoot big hoot you already God got damn, we're going to get so many DMs calling me Big Hoot now. <laughs> Somebody's going to make a shirt and give it to me in a show where it's like, I'm Big Hoot, and then it's going to say, I'm with Big Hoot. Oh! It's just an arrow pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> Cryptozoologist Ken Gerhard thinks he has the answer. Dinosaurs. He took Big Bird, Modern Sightings and Flying Monsters, makes the case that what Texans are seeing in the skies belong to the genius Pteranodon. The fossils of these creatures date back to about 90 million to 100 million years ago, during the late Cretaceous period. The description of what Texans have seen could fit the flying dino, as the Pteranodon had a wingspan of 23 feet or more, and sported a toothless jaw like that of a pelican. 
these are the main stars of Dinosaur Trade, <laughs> which Dinosaur if Trade. you have a kid, you've probably seen. I have a lot of questions about it. How'd they get the materials? How do they want to train is? How do they time travel? Who taught them that? They lived like so long ago. Your third question is, how do the dinosaurs time travel? <laughs> the first question is like, but where the train come from? <laughs> well, they would have had to time travel to know what a train is and then travel to another dimension to get the materials for the train, build that train, and then somehow found a portal to go between the different periods in the Jurassic era. When you first told me, you said something about the song from Dinosaur Train. I don't, or, it kind of slaps. Yeah, it's great. But you, you just kind of offhandedly was like, there's a show, Dinosaur Train, and I just started looking it up. It's a Jim Henson show, right? Yes. It's just, it was, uh, I've only very recently done uh, substances, drug substances. Marijuana chews. It's called marijuana chews. That's what Heather calls edibles. I've only ever recently done that, and I was like, this is what I, all, reading this Wikipedia entry is what I imagined doing drugs would be like. It's a wild show. What it Lots really is. They don't eat each other. None of the, di- they're all friends. Lies. I'd say this is what kids learn, and then one day you should be like, actually, the T-Rex and the Pteranodon weren't best friends. They would eat their face they off. Would, absolutely. But the T-Rex somehow found itself in that nest. Probably could see. This is what happens. You get taken to a giant nest. All of a sudden, you're with a new family. They take you in as one of your own. You get a cartoon made about you. Damn. Yeah. Think about that, Heather. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> We have to talk about Ken Gerhard for a second. First of all, uh, there's a 1,000% chance he's going to listen to this. Yeah, he may be here for all we, <laughs> we know. He's like, someone said Batman. <laughs> um, please describe what he looks like. Oh, uh, just your average attendee at a Nickelback concert. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Every person that's for ever sure. been there. He for sure loves I mean, Nickelback and Creed. Goatee, thousand yard stare, leather cowboy hat with a skull in the middle. Um, his book starts out, I hunt monsters. That was the first line. I was reading on the plane today. I Before I nearly threw up in my lap, I busted out laughing because <laughs> it just starts off, I hunt monsters. It's self-published, this book is. Uh, there's a lot of typos, and he thinks irregardless is a real word. That was the roughest part. I wasn't, that was the hardest for me to swallow. It wasn't that maybe dinosaurs are still around. It was <laughs> that he started a sentence with, irregardless of what your beliefs are. I was like, well, can't believe anything you say. <laughs> you just close the book, and we're like, here you go. I was like, okay, thanks. But... <laughs> Mad respect to somebody who dedicates their life to this. So many books. He has his wife involved. He's, he's hunted monsters. It started at age 15 when he went to Scotland and hunted Nessie. I didn't, I didn't want to make you worried, but I don't know if you read the biography portion where he I said, did. as a child, his parents introduced him to cryptids and talked to him a lot about cryptids. And he said it in another interview, in a live video interview. He's like, yeah, as a kid, we talked about cryptids all the time. And I just became really interested. And anyway, I've dedicated my life to it. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Mm. I didn't want to tell you that, but I had to. Yeah. Oh, I mean. Just as long. Listen, if Ella likes cryptids, I think that's awesome. She's extremely smart. It's super cool. If she comes home one day with a leather cowboy hat, have an intervention, that's when the, that's when it's gone too far. She's fine right now. Yeah, it's a no. healthy curiosity, but if she's like got a vest with tassels on it, maybe, and is like, you're like in the other room, it's like, this is how you just <laughs> knock on the door and be like, not in our house. 
I'm fine with everything except the the last part, the outfit and the music. Okay, <laughs> I'm like, you change into something respectable, and you put on some Beatles, or you're kicked <laughs> out. You can go play some Beyonce in this house. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. The, I gotta figure out how to. She's a, she's being the Loch Ness monster for Halloween. Thank so you. Cute. Um, so cute. Tommy and I are not artistic. Well, he's he is very artistic. He wanted to p- make a whole paper mache thing, but we didn't get around to it. I don't like crafts, so and I'm not good at it. I, I think just you just wholesale. Mad. I don't I don't do crafts. So. I don't. <laughs> they made me angry and I curse a lot, so it's not good to do it with a kid. So Tommy ordered a Loch Ness costume from Amazon. Is it a dinosaur? Yes. So we were like, how can we make this look more Loch Nessy? And Heather's like, oh, you could get like a sandwich board and like put straps on it and like it could be like cut out of waves so she looks like she's in water. And then Tommy's like, I'm gonna order her an inner tube. <laughs> so that's how we're gonna let people know. <laughs> You could get her like a little um, Scottish, it's like a tan, like a Scottish hat. Well, it has a whole head. Oh, okay. Well, sew it on. Well, you don't like crafts. I'll sew it on. <laughs> okay. You, oh, would you? I would. Okay. Yeah. Tommy knows how to sew. I'm telling you. I don't, he, he Tommy and I are going to have a sewing circle he, together. And we're like, <laughs> what else can we trick people into thinking is real? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> He's been trying to get into the book club at our daughter's school for months, but. Is it exclusive? <laughs> So Very exclusive. exclusive. Yeah, no, we're always busy. Well, um, they... I won't get into we're it. Our, <laughs> we're our own book club. <laughs> That's yeah. how this all got started. Mm-hmm. Well, similar to other pterosaurs, Pteranodon was a strong flyer. Its body was the size of a modern-day turkey, which can reach up to three feet tall. Some locals believe this theory as well. Oscar Thomas told the Corpus Christi Times caller, It's possible it could be one of those dinosaur-like birds. You know, National Geographic had a whole show about a fish everybody thought was extinct. Then they found it again a few years ago. It's probably just like that. Like the Megalodon? Fuck. (laughs) For all of you who don't know, if you respect and like the Discovery Channel, I just want to warn you right now, (laughs) sometimes they're going to put something on the Discovery Channel, and I want you to just don't take it wholesale as it's true. Because sometimes they're just going to say, Megalodons are real. They aren't extinct. You find them off the coast of South Africa, and you go to your job where you're a professional with a license, and you tell people at your job that that's a real thing that you really believe because you saw it on the Discovery Channel, which you thought you could trust. And then it turns out everyone laughs in your face. (laughs) By this time, you've also convinced your boss, who's a CEO of the company, that Megalodons are real. And the two of you are arguing with your coworkers. You know what I just remembered? It was on your birthday. Yes, it was on my fucking birthday. Oh my gosh, today's the anniversary of this story. Yes, and so then my boss was like, I'm going to need... So my coworkers who were like, that was made up. He was like, give me five reliable sources that say it was made up. Easy, two seconds. Well, first of all, the first one was People Magazine, and it was like, uh, the Discovery Channel pulled one over on folks with its Megalodon series, and my boss was like, People Magazine will print anything. <laughs> he was like, give me another one. And then it was like, Time Magazine, the New York okay, Times. Okay, we're going up a little bit. Um, but, uh, like, and it was until that day... I genuinely believed it, and then I went to... It is a real thing. Yes, yes, yes. It didn't come back. Yes, it was... It's just truly has been dead for a really long time, like millions of years. Or has it? 
You know? Then they tried to pull the same shit with mermaids. And you know what? You're going to get a lot of horny people jumping in the ocean Who, coming up very to, disappointed. Somebody said mermaids were real? The, the Discovery Channel made another thing that Wait, was saying mermaids so were So the real. Discovery Channel and the History Channel are both just Wilding trash out. now? There's nothing real on it. The History Channel is all about cryptids, alien hunters, UFOs, monsters in the rivers... There was something the other day. It was a lady that had like a thousand haunted dolls. And I was like, this is a history channel. <laughs> and this is happening now. God, this is what's wrong with today's it youth. That's why we're all idiots. You can't trust it. Acclaimed channel, the Discovery Channel, the History Channel. You can't trust anything. This is why we watch Bravo all the time. All the time. That's the only thing you can trust. I know that is real. It's reality. Andy Cohen does not lie to us. Neither does anybody on The Real Housewives. We see all their tea get spilled. Uh-huh. Because they're all going to jail. Yeah. I was like, I know what's on there is real because I read the court filings. <laughs> and it's all documented. We see what's going on inside their houses. I'm legitimately mad at the Discovery Channel right now. It was mm. deep inside me. That's one of the places. When I die, put them in a Folgers coffee can and go no, to the, ask to see the Discovery Channel headquarters. Just, <laughs> right in their mouth. I'll find the headquarters. I'll find where, where that is. Freaking let down. You give me a list. Thank you. I'm I know one. you keep one. I already have one. So longer by the day, there's better be a lot of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, it's when you, it's not that much, really. I don't want to, not put to a, get dark, but like when get you get it, other, it's not that much. I don't care what kind. Just grab some other meat and shove it in there with it. <laughs> you want a bunch? Okay. Whatever it is, I'll get a capybara and shove it in with you. Then you'll be just as bad as me. And a seahorse. I'd be a tiny little one. That's for a small grievance. <laughs> a little sprinkle. Just sprinkle it on somebody's like mm-hmm. eggs. It's for the person that when I got out of the airplane seat and they were in the seat behind me, they walked in front of me and I was like, that's not how this goes. That same person was like, Oh, Southwest. And she was like, I was B60, and I just walked right to the front of the B-line, and I went number one. And I was like, that was a whole sentence, B-line number one. There's a lot there. But I was like, this is anarchy. There, there's numbers. There's, we have rules It for takes two seconds to go, are you 23? I'm 24. And if someone goes, no, I'm actually 25. I go, okay, I'm in front of you. We make friends. We jo- I, la- I made a lady laugh. She said, I'm this one. And I said, oh, we're bus buddies. And she got a little chuckle. We had a nice experience. When you we cheat, met a whole crew run of to fun the front, women on a birthday trip. Run to the fucking front of the line, and it's not your number. I'm heated tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, start- we decided on the way here. It's American Airlines from now on. Yeah, we got. I gotta have some. I gotta have an assigned we got, seat. You gotta have assigned seatings. It's chaos. We need rules. Nobody can be trusted. <laughs> Especially when everybody that plane was so hot that immediately gets everybody's just angst. Uh, you start getting pissed off, <laughs> sweating. Somebody wanted to move our bag. Liam was like, "Uh, we do not want that bag moved. Thank you." <laughs> and also, fun fact, wasn't even our bag. <laughs> It was a nice, there was a group of girls celebrating a birthday, and the birthday girl was next to me, and I was like, happy birthday, and we connected, and she had put her smaller bag, and this couple came on very late. You don't care about this, I'm going to tell you anyway. They came on so late, they looked like they raided, they, they broke into an Ann Taylor loft and stole everything on the shelves, just neckerchiefs, scarves, cardigans, it was all over the place. And uh, she's like, honey, just grab the pink one and move it down. And Leah goes, if it's the pink one, and she said what Christy said, and then the lady was just like crestfallen. And the young woman next to us was like, thank you. Because she was going to just let it happen to her on her birthday. And we're like, not today. Not, not today. Not for the birthday, bitch. Which yeah, is what her shirt said. On, they all had on t-shirts 
There was like 10 of them in this group. They all had on t-shirts that identified their personalities. It was amazing. I we love made it. Friend, I, she had the birthday bitch. I decided, I read all of them. I want, there was the thick friend, which at first I was like, that's who I want to be. <laughs> but then I found the lit friend and I was like, that's who I want to be. Right. <laughs> and then there was the petty cousin. I was like, ooh, that's so good too. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, Man. the whole crew. They said they were doing karaoke tonight. I'm going to try to find them. Oh. <laughs> and then you're like, remember me? And they're like, we have to leave this bar. <laughs> It's the woman from the blame. No, she'd be like, you were the girl who saved my bag. That's Tilly right. Ann, not, not you. Me. but She's yeah. like, you sat there and you're going to let it happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was. That man, it pressed his whole body just into my eye and my orifices, and I didn't want it. He had a shirt on, but it was fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. Wild yeah. times. It oh. was, and then we, did I tell you, we almost died on a plane today. <laughs> this all happened before we took Can off. I, just, I, don't, I don't know that this is why she keeps saying that, but when all this got booked out and we were playing and stuff, she's like, Houston's not that far. We could just drive. And I was like, I'm not driving all those hours. And then we, it was we're like, driving <laughs> back. <laughs> we decided today we are driving back. <laughs> it was like, you know what happens if we drive? There's a Bucky's. We can, there's stuff we can stop along the way. I was like, you can control what's going on. You Number can one, stop when you want. There's, I'd probably rather we get kicked in the tooth than say what I'm about to say. Just one? Yeah. How do you do that? Real you got point. a tiny Look, foot. You got a seahorse. You just flick that seahorse right. Those like, you know those real pointy boots, the gentleman? Oh, yes. But I would rather get kicked than say what I'm about to say, but I was wrong and you were right. Is it my birthday? Oh my gosh, thank you. Like, almost never hear me say that ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have it recorded, so I can play it back all the time. It's going to be my ringtone. It's <laughs> you saying, you're wrong. I was wrong, you were right. Well, could it be possible that Big Bird, Batman, and the Gargoyle were all just remnants of a long-forgotten era, having hidden in the uninhabited parts of South Texas for millions of years, and only dropping in to visit the major cities once every few years. And fuck. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, he's probably got other families. So, you know, it's like you got to make the rounds. Or he's only in his dimension like once every couple years. Mm -hmm. So he hits a, It's like when, you know, you moved away from your ex. But if you were in town, you were like, you up? He's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> blueberry. You got blueberry pancakes is the equivalent of you up for Big Bird. <laughs> Like, hey, Hilda. Huh? Hey, Hilda. <laughs> Texas A&M ornithologist Keith Arnold may have a different answer. In the wake of the 1970s Big Bird incidents, Arnold told the Brownsville Herald that the likely culprit, or at least some of these sightings, was the Jabiru, a breed of large stork that is found in Texas. These types of storks can reach heights of four feet, seven inches tall, with wingspans up to nine feet across. The species, featherless head, could also account for the description of the big bird having a monkey-like face. The one thing the professor could not explain was why the birds had been so incredibly aggressive to the residents it attacked. <laughs> As that was out of the ordinary for the normally docile creatures. <laughs> They're horny! It's apparently... Man, nine feet, that's too long. That's the size of a car. <laughs> at least one minimum at least yeah when i was looking up some of these like it, uh, they just said what, how are you saying it pterodons pterod the p is silent pterodons except for when heather goes hey. <laughs> um 
I, it said it was the size of a large turkey. That was a very stupid joke, and I apologize. <laughs> Pterodon. Pterodon. Pteranodon. Pteranodon. Uh, again, I can't say science words. I said Aragon, and everybody makes fun of me, and I can never, instead of Argon, yeah, okay, scientists chuckling to yourselves in the audience, feel great about yourselves and your periodic tables. I'm feisty tonight. Um, I got thinking about you getting... cheated death today. Yeah, I was like, I got th- thinking about burning up and getting blowed in people's faces, and now I'm like, juiced. Um, <laughs> but when it said that they were about the size of a large turkey, I... I didn't know how big turkeys they got. They can get real big. Three feet is Have you, You've crazy. had a leg at the state fair. I did. That's what I, the last day of the fair, I had a big-ass turkey leg. I had one leg. at pumpkin nights the other night. God, I love a turkey leg. It was so good. It's so There's something so animalistic. And I was going to town oh, yeah. on one half, and then I was like, I can't eat this whole thing. And my, I was with my sister and brother-in-law. And then I said, do you guys want some? And they took some bites, and then I just took it to the Man, garbage. that is true love to share. Uh, the other side. Of, I mean, that's just like shredded mess. raw meat yeah. to eat off the same turkey leg. You gotta love somebody. Oh, yeah. And I went to go, and I was like seconds from it touching the can, and he was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, you, you, and then he finished it off, and I was like, this is true family. It's But it's huge, and if They're you imagine, big. three feet, and then these storks, you know, you think, these people are loony, right? I see something in the sky. If I saw this thing, I would call someone You're in. calling the I'll cops. I'll call the news, you're call something, you're tweet it, do something. And the cops are like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> what did it do to you? <laughs> when I ate the turkey leg, Ella goes, what kind of bone is that from? And I was like, <laughs> God, because she doesn't eat meat, and I always oh. feel like a monster. And I was like, a turkey. That's the turkey's? And Tommy's like, that's its leg. And then I'm, uh. <laughs> Sometime, Somehow when you explain it to somebody who when doesn't you, understand, you it's bad. You're like, yeah. I realize now what a monster I sound like. Yeah, you feel I judged. have a question. How did storks get to be the baby bird? They're always around when people like the is, is this why? Blueberry pancakes. Like- because the stork was this bird and then it like got roped into like what happens when you have sex? Maybe. Like, why was that? Why is that a thing we tell kids that they're dropped off by birds in a handkerchief? That's terrifying. That's more terrifying than being like... of a family you didn't get to chew. You're just <laughs> discarded on somebody's porch Game by a large you. bird. I guess this says we don't want to tell them the penis goes in the vagina or however the sperm and the egg meet. It doesn't have to be that. Like, we're too embarrassed to say that, so we make up this ridiculous story that a bird brought you into this world. It always did scare me as a kid when I thought about it because the whole uh, handkerchief that the baby's in does not look secure. No. There's no straps. There's it's no just Velcro. It's a bindle. It's tied in a knot. It's, 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 you're, anything you're going to leave. And a baby's, they wiggle around. I've never had one, but I've seen them. They from do. From far off. They move the arms and legs. They weigh, you got to weigh over 10 pounds. That's a, you tell me, I know, God, R.I.P. my vagina. Those things, it was rough. I feel like when they're 10 pounds, they punch their way out and just take off walking through the hospital. Yeah, it did. Yeah, both, it did. They're, it's, they're my children. They're not it's. <laughs> both of them. Uh, with both children, and this is not a lie, in full honesty, when it was like almost time, <laughs> both times I said, reach up there and grab it. Because <laughs> I thought that could happen, and it can't. No, they, it's all you. It, they can't do that yet. It still had a ways to go. And all of that is less horrifying than thinking that a bird flew you in. <laughs> yeah. From somewhere from, else. So, from where, too? A giant nest atop a giant mountain somewhere? They're just picking them out There's willy-nilly? There's just a big bucket of babies. How did they, they get yank there? one up? How'd they get there? See? Nobody explains that. The big vagina in the sky <laughs> shooting them out. Just, just like Boss Baby? They're just <laughs> coming out the chute? 
They're in a bucket in the store. It's ripe for the picking. They're like, this one's ready. I like, I, I legitimately laughed at Boss Baby. Did you really? Yeah, several times. <laughs> it's a cute movie. That little baby in that little suit. It's cute. It's, just, it's funny because babies aren't allowed to work in offices. <laughs> They are they not allowed, or they just don't? I don't know. <laughs> They're like, we would hire a baby here. We have a zero tolerance for any kind. We we are fully open here, and then the baby just shits everywhere. <laughs> I can't walk around. You got to carry them everywhere. But they look so cute in their little suits. They're like, you can stay. put them you on the stay. payroll. Well, no matter what you believe, Bayou City is without a doubt home to creatures who haunt the skies. A bat colony of over 250,000 bats make their home under the Wall Street Bridge. In an interview with ABC 13 News, bat specialist at the Houston Zoo, Suzanne Jurek, said these nocturnal hunters fly for miles and they eat. It's all about the food. That was like us today. We flew a lot of miles. And, and then we're, we're, like, we're like, where can we eat? Hop Dotty. Big ass hamburger. It was good. Man, those fries with that queso. Dang. I love a good hobdotty hamburger. I've never been. It was so good. Well, as a bat specialist, the news asked Jurek her thoughts on the 1953 Batman. Uh, if there were a bat as tall as a man, his wingspan would easily have to be 18 feet or more from wingtip to wingtip. It's not something that you would easily mistake. Also, that big old donger hanging through the sky, <laughs> it would block out the sun. <laughs> but if you do see a Batman, give him my number. <laughs> I would love to do some studies with him. That's why we have eclipses. It <laughs> flies, flies right by. He's and erect. They, and they tell just, you, they're like, don't go stare out at an eclipse because they don't want you to know the truth. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not going to tell you to go stare at an eclipse next time, but I will be. And I'm not using those little glasses with the little pinholes, which I don't even understand how those work in the first place. Did we talk about when the last yes, we have talked about this. <laughs> we did not talk about my husband eating a seahorse, but we have talked about Okay. We don't understand the science between those eclipse glasses. Well, no, when I was at the hospital on eclipse day, oh, all, that's right, yeah. all the doctors were rushing through the hospital corridors with x-rays, and I was like, oh, there must be like a medical emergency. And then I looked out into the parking lot, and the medical professionals... In Mesquite, Texas, to be fair. <laughs> We're just staring into the sun, holding up the x-ray thing. And then I walked out there and I said, uh, oh, does that work? And the guy goes, no. <laughs> and I was like, also, we're waiting for some test results for a family member. <laughs> somebody get back in here? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Every South Texan who has seen something perched on the tops of buildings or a shadow lurking in the trees insists that what they saw was real. Whether these run-ins with beasts from above can be attributed to oversized birds of prey, dinosaurs from another era, or something out of space and time, the next time you're headed outside, keep an eye on the sky for the Batman dinger. <laughs> so what do we think? I hesitate to ever believe that a dinosaur is currently living because I was burned all those years ago. Mm. But I will well, aren't say, alligators just dinosaurs? That was a stupid <laughs> sentence. I feel like aren't turkeys dinosaurs, though? Uh, isn't everything a dinosaur? Birds are dinosaurs. <laughs> Everything's like a version of a dinosaur. I also... Oh, man. Uh-oh. Heather, you know this. What? We talked about it the other day. <laughs> oh, no. I think... Oh, yes, 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 yes. I agree with this theory. So don't laugh. Don't you laugh. This is a serious hypothesis that we're going to test and study someday. If 
dinosaurs were real. Not if. They, they were. were. They were. Okay. They were. Uh, why couldn't dragons be real? I 100% think dragons for real existed. If you look into the science, which I'm not great at interpreting, but <laughs> I read it. I did my own research from the toilet, as one does. Mm-hmm. There's some very compelling theories. I mean, they're just a, a pterodactyl. With the, a pterodactyl is a dragon that doesn't breathe fire, right? True. True. So at some point, maybe the fire evolved out of it. Also true. Like, we, our teeth changed. God, I sound... No, it's great. Here's what I... I did not what... have a marijuana chew before this show. Uh, here's what I want to say to back you up. Thank you. Listen, paleontologists and everybody that digs in the dirt and finds up the dino bones, mad respect. However, all that they find ever is the bone part, right? The goo is all gone. The goo bits in the middle. Well, that's why we have oil. What? That's what, that's what oil is. I thought it was the bones that gets burned up, is it not? Well, the dinosaurs fell into... The dinosaurs... Okay. What? What is happening right now? The I want to say, shout out to the schools I went to. They're, there was a... Like, we are very proud of our alumni, Heather McKinney, and they're going to hear this and be like, erase. There's a, me- a big meteor. She didn't go hit here. Hit the earth. Which caused a huge crater. I remember that part. All the dust that was from out the, the sun. I remember this from the opening of the television show on ABC, Dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. It blocked out the sun, which killed everything. So they, there was R. everything R. froze. That was the ice age. Yeah. Also killed everything. They, so everything started dying. Mm-hmm. And then when the dinosaurs all decomposed, that's why, that's what, uh, that's what oil and stuff is. And fossil fuel. Listen. That's why it's called fossil fuel. I got a lot of problems with this theory. I don't think it's a theory. It's real. (laughs) Okay. Let me level with you. Then what's the deal? (laughs) What's the deal with dinosaurs? (laughs) Well, for real, though. But if if that is true, I'll concede that. Okay. Um, Because I don't have a tan vest with a bunch of pockets on it and a bucket hat to argue. (laughs) Then... When those bucket hat wearers are out in the field dusting things off and they find the bones, that didn't get burnt up for gas. So what is it just different? It didn't nothing got burned. It No, it, I mean we take it in this fine city of ours here, Houston, Texas, and stick it in things and you burn it up and you make the, the top part dinosaur, of it becomes a plastic. The dinosaur bottle. body, the meat and stuff melted. <laughs> It decomposed, and, like, that is what oil is. Am I wrong? I'm right, right? Okay, okay. So the the meat stayed, the bones stayed, the meat went. (laughs) Where did it go? Where did it go? It went into the ground, and that's what oil is. It's oil. Oil is liquid in the ground that you dig for, so it all... When the dinosaurs decomposed, it went and it became oil. It was gooey, and then it became that that, and it went into the ground. And that's what fossil fuel is. That's how you drive your nice ass car. (laughs) And my car's from a vending machine. I'll thank you very much. Oh my god! Holy shit! Is this really news? I'm not gonna. I I shouldn't have judged you like that. Because you know what? 
I don't know how long cars are, so who am I to say who's, what's right and what's wrong? I, for the whole, I drink your milkshake. I get it. There's something down in the ground and it gets sucked up out of this there. This isn't a theory. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying I get it. There's goo. Okay. I've watched the intro to the Beverly Hillbillies. Now you're seeing where I get all my information from, and it is sitcoms. So your, your knowledge has come from dinosaurs, the show, not real ones. No. We don't know each other in Beverly person. Hillbillies. Billies. Yeah, black gold, Texas tea. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the mesquite ISD. Yeah. 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 This is the holy trinity me- of not knowing why we have fuel. When I was in uh, like tenth grade, all my cool friends were in the AP science classes, and due to the good judgment of my educators, they put me in the like, don't try too hard science class. <laughs> And I remember like three things from that. One is that energy moves through slinkies. Because we sat, we had a partner and we partnered up across the hall and we shook a slinky and they were like, that's how energy moves. And I was like, oh, I get it now. My coach Sutherland, I'm gonna name him. He's gonna, I don't think he listens to this. he was really into um, genealogy. So he brought this family tree that he made that was like five feet tall by five feet wide. And he had traced his lineage back to Lady Godiva. So I learned also that Lady Godiva rode a horse naked from him. And third, I didn't learn about evolution because he said, and I quote, they make me have to tell you that this is a chapter, but none of it's real. So close your books. We're going to watch Bill Nye. He said evolution isn't real? Correct. He said... But then uh, he turned on Bill Nye the science guy? Yeah, I don't know that he... uh, Same. Really, I don't think we comprehended what Bill Nye was talking about. He was just a wacky, fun guy. So your teacher didn't either, because Bill Nye is science. Yeah, no. And I guarantee he believes in evolution. I'm sure he believes in it, but I don't know about the episode. There was this whole slinky bit in the episode, so... That was what Coach Southern was familiar with. That's what he's comfortable with. So when you guys are like, wow, I think she's really smart, and then you hear all this, you'll now know the truth that I'm a fraud all the time. I know nothing. My knowledge is quite limited in certain areas. You know, but if you needed to sue a dinosaur, we know who to come to. (laughs) When that dinosaur scoops you up and takes you to its nest, you may be entitled to compensation (laughs) for your injuries. Well, we've all learned something now. Oh, I sure know? have. I'm going to look this I up. Think this is there a book I can read on this? A lot of them, yeah. There's a, there's a ton of books. Probably old libraries dedicated to it. I think the new um, pattern for your birthday is you learn something that most people already knew. <laughs> but you learn it for the first time. Dinosaur related. In front of a group of people. Oh, my God. I always, already thought, knew. I always thought I'll never be more embarrassed than fighting about a megalodon in an office setting. Here we are today. Here so. we are. How far you've come, you know? My God. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, I think this thing was probably just a big bird. And I don't have anything else to say about it. Wait, wait, wait. But do you think that the lady... Fucked the bird? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. She made that thing blueberry pancakes, and then... She blueberried the pancakes. Yeah. (laughs) 
She, oh man, <laughs> of all the animal, I'm not gonna play that game. That's not a game I want to play. Of Feathers what everywhere. animal would I rather fuck? That is not a game I'm gonna play. But it's not bird. No, bird's low on the list. Didn't make the top ten. No, no, there's a top ten. <laughs> Ooh, can I ask what the first one is? <laughs> Batman. <laughs> mm, okay. We already, we talk all the time. We have done many fuck, Mary kills of cryptids. Oh, yeah, all the time. Mine's Bigfoot, fuck. But a monster man, fuck. Yeah. Which, which tracks with the Batman. Yeah, that's true. You, yeah. Like, you, like, a, you like a winged man. Oh, uh, yeah. I like a broad shoulders and a meaty butt. <laughs> yeah. Hey, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Man, now Paris knows what to. You're gonna you're, that <laughs> wedding night. You're like, uh, I'm just gonna go in the bathroom and slip into something more comfortable. He's like, me too. <laughs> and you just hear Wait. zip, foom. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes out. I'm ready. The the hotel is like, we actually need to charge you a little bit extra for what you did to the room. It's covered in feathers everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> They're not Feathers from the pillows. <laughs> oh, oh, man. What a good time. What, what a, a good time. time. Well, fun that time. is the Houston Batman, you Ladies guys. And gentlemen. That's it. Yeah. Well, uh, we're not finished yet, though. So we do a little special. bit on Patreon if you're a subscriber. If not and you, and you like this, then you can check out more on Patreon. But we do a little bit called Judge Christie, where... Uh, where we take grievances and then I rule on them because I have a gavel, so that means I'm a judge. Uh, and because I get pulled over with TSA every time I fly and I carry this with me, every single time they pull it out, they go, you a judge? <laughs> and I want to be like, do you think judges carry these just loose in their bag to go to court? <laughs> Do you think that that's what... You don't think they're just Just at their courtroom waiting for them? Like, you have to bring your own gavel? (laughs) He's like, where's the belt that it goes on? And you're like, there's not a belt. We don't whip it out. No. And I'm the one that gets checked because my license is expired. Well, you need to learn about the legal system, TSA. Anyways, that was a rant. (laughs) Wait, wait. The next time, they're like, your license is expired. You can't go through. And then they look through their thing, and they're like, are you a judge? You're like, yes, I am. And I'm allowed to go through. <laughs> and they have to let you go through. But by the time they get to this, it's, it's already late. at the end. You got you to gotta go like this. Open with it. I, I will, I'll take it out of the bag like I have to my laptop. You're like, put it whoops. in the thing. <laughs> What's this? And then they're like, she's wielding a weapon. Get her. <laughs> Uh, Heather, what, well, uh, my, uh, my rulings are final. Yes. My jurisdiction is global. All over. Um, and, uh, that includes space and the sea. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and Heather usually gets us started with a grievance of her own because in a minute we're going to ask you guys, uh, to, to shout out that you have a grievance. You have to shout this out. It's very important for Heather to shout, I have a grievance and then one of our lovely friends from the Houston Improv will bring the mic to you, and you can uh, tell us your grievance, and I'll rule on it. So, yes. Heather, you're going to get us started here. We, um, we did a little brainstorming, Leanne and I, at the airport today, and I said, I've done a lot of uh, uh, insufferable things in my life. Uh, can you help me run through the list? And she was like, there's so many. Uh. <laughs> But we narrowed it down. So I, I've worked in a lot of offices throughout my life. You know, cubic, hashtag cubicle life. Um, 
Is that a hashtag? It is it now, is. baby. Cubicle life. It is. It's a, it Ride is. the cube. Cubicle life. Um, and so I worked in one office, and uh, I wasn't, wasn't quite a supervisor. I guess I was. I had some seniority. And uh, we had a, a guy who was a, a little bit, I guess, again, above us. It was a bit of a loose corporate structure, but, you know, offices are, you know, it kind of runs on bureaucracy. And uh, anyhow, I happened to walk, well, I'm sorry, I was in my cubicle and one of my colleagues came up to me and said, oh my God, I've just seen something horrible. And I said, okay, well, what is it? And she said, I, uh, she's a little bit religious, um, you know, older lady, and but she was very conservative and quiet. And she said, I don't want to say it out loud. I can't tell you what I've seen. And I said, okay. And so she went back to her cubicle, like elsewhere. But I had seen where she came from, mm. so I peered over the cubicle and looked upon the screen of a coworker that neither she nor I nor uh, any of the uh, 15 or so people that worked with us liked, mm. just because kind of, you know, one of those people that doesn't really do their job very well, but somehow kind of skates by on, you know, friendships and whatnot, and full view, no sound, was watching, no, I'm sorry, nay, nay, Playing the game Second Life, mm -hmm. his avatar was enjoying a, an erotic show. <laughs> on it was two schoolgirl strippers on a stage doing what I believe they call in the streets scissoring. <laughs> These were. Uh, video game characters? Yeah, they're like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The Second Life people were doing this. Okay. Oh, they Were they? <laughs> and I ratted them out to our boss. Okay. Is it... I felt bad because I don't know that... She, I don't know if she wanted to report it, but she seemed like she didn't want to get involved. And then when the boss got involved, he said, did anyone else see this? And I said, yes. And then she didn't say that she did. So she hung you out to dry? A little bit. She was like, well, I don't really know what I saw. I'm not really sure. Even though she came into my office, or my, like, cube area, like, over to the side, which wasn't, like, super far away, but she, like, made it a point to come and, like, pass all these other people and to tell me I've seen something horrible. So, what, I mean, what else would it have been? She saw it. Right? She knew that you were going to go say something. I think I was, like, I think I was, um, what is it? She had Kimped you pegged. Out. Yeah. She knew, she knew you'd rat him out. And she she didn't want to do it herself, so she had you do the dirty work. I think I got tricked into it. But you did it. My grievance is, I get it that she should, I mean, we should all not watch people scissoring in our offices. <laughs> and play a video game when you're supposed to be working. Yeah, I mean, so he's on the company computer playing this game? Yes. In full view. Like yeah. his screen is turned Yeah, to we're like anybody... supposed to be answering phones. And anyone that walks by can see this. Well, it was kind of at an angle. I kind of had to do, like, a swift whoosh, around the corner. But did he try to hide it? There oh, was like a, so he knew. He knew he was doing yeah. something wrong. So most people, like, if they were passing, they wouldn't. I mean, you, I mean, unless you're nosy. I am pretty nosy, though. I probably would have seen it anyway. I love to leer. Windows, did he, did screens. He, did, he, did, he have a, did he have a boner? The way he was sitting indicated to me that possibly beneath the keyboard tray, something was hiding. But I didn't want to look. No. I've seen enough. Gosh. So what's your, gr what's My your question? My grievance is, is it, shouldn't she have just told and not pimped me out to tell? Um, yeah, I think she should have told for sure. 
but I don't think you're wrong for saying something. That's wild to be watching animated characters fuck at work. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm a prude, but I don't think, I think any office you go to, the employee handbook, it's maybe not outright says don't watch cartoon characters fuck at work, but if you put some of the other rules together in so many you words, you figure it, it out. Together. Yeah, you figure yeah. it out. Yeah. It's probably not in like your, your daily duties. You know, log in and... Man, Unless and you work at Second Life and you have to make sure the fuck part works. There you go. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, and Second guess, Life is also like what you wish you were. So he's living out his fantasy. So he, instead of working that cubicle, he wanted to be he in was the like, club. I don't want to make these sales. I want to be at the strip club. <laughs> I'm like, not, wow. at, not at 2 p.m. on a Did Tuesday. Did he get ta- uh, talking to? Did I, he get fired? He did not get fired. Did you do it again? I, not that I saw. But mm. I believe, like, it was kind of like a general announcement to all of us. Because I think I knew and I didn't really tell other people. But it's one of those where, like, then later in the meetings, like, she and I make eye contact. And I'm like, you know. And then it's like, I don't know anything. And I'm like, yes, you do. Oh, yeah. So then, yeah, it was a little Did he awkward. know that you were the one that said something? I mean, I think he figured it out. Oh. When you do the whip around the desk, you're like, hey, man, what are you doing? And they're like, go, 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 go. Well, if he listens to the show, now we'll know for sure. Ooh. I, um, but I, also, you knew what you were doing. Yeah. And, he, and then I. Wait I till mean, you get home. To, to be that horned up that you can't wait till your shift is over to go home and watch your little, what are they called? Avatars. Uh, avatars, fuck. No, you're just sitting there in your rolly chair rubbing your boner on the keyboard <laughs> tray. Also, other people sit at that cubicle sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> he sullied the keyboard tray. Damn. Uh, final ruling, she should have said something, but also you're not wrong for having said something. Thank you, He's the wrong one. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Am I right side up? I am. I think so. I'm right side up. Okay, so for our grievances, like Chrissy said, yell, I have a grievance. Give us your problem. Cliff's notes, like two sentences or less, and then we'll ask follow-up questions. So if you have a grievance, yell out, I have a grievance. All right, I heard it over here. Yes, we can clap. We can clap for the ready. grievance while the microphone comes. Thank you. Ready and then when you hop on the mic, tell us your name and pronouns. I can't My name it. is Haley. She, her. Happy Hello. birthday. Hi, thank you. Um, <laughs> I am a high school teacher. And thank you. That's nice. And I love my job because I'm molding young minds, but also, like, fuck these kids. Because... <laughs> <laughs> At my school, we do grade checks every three weeks, and then after nine weeks, we have the end of the quarter. Okay. So at the last grade check before the end of the quarter, I put in grades, and so this young man's grade went from a 98 to a 57 because he had so many missing assignments, Mm. and I put them into zeros. (sighs) So their grades were due at 9 a.m. on Tuesday, and this kid has the audacity at Mm -mm. 10 o'clock on Tuesday to come to me and say, hey, I submitted those assignments. Can you update my grade? Uh Uh-uh. And I looked at him, and I said... I will put as much effort into updating your grade as you did into getting these assignments done. So, I feel really good good about that. But then I kind of had to remember, like, this is a 14-year-old child. And so, (laughs) (laughs) what I would love to know is as a person with a child and as somebody who interacts with, you know, people. The youth. Um... Am I an asshole? Like, was that too, like, oh. Was it too harsh? Yeah. Or was it not harsh enough? I mean, I didn't... Man. I didn't say what I wanted to say. So <laughs> what did you want to say? Get the fuck out of my office. Now. I want to say, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Did, did you... Uh, oh, no. I waited until, like, midnight the day before the grade check. Did you change his grade? Did you accept it? 
Oh, yeah, I don't, after COVID, I don't have a late policy. These, they've been through enough. Oh, well, so see, like, then you're not an asshole. Right, so then when this, so wait, so did okay. you, now so, I'm feeling better about this. Well, but did you say that to him just so that you kind of struck a little fear into him? Yeah, just Give like him a little the, kick in the ass? The, like, I, as a teacher, I do so much to create a safe, welcoming learning environment for you. The audacity of this, mm -hmm. and also, it was a young boy, so I have to say, um, the audacity. What? Say what? I said men are trash. What? What? Men are trash. Men are trash. Men are yes. trash. Oh, he's it's 14. not a secret. Right. Well, but that's what I'm saying is this is a young boy. Did I take out but my... But he's, he's on his way to being trash and you're trying to stop the truck I, while it's in motion. You're trying to stop, stop it before it gets to the dump. Stop the trash cycle. So you're yeah. saying I should have been meaner to this child. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I don't think that's an inappropriate response to a 14-year-old. What are you, a sophomore? Is he a sophomore? Freshman? He's a junior. A junior at 14? What? Is he 14? <laughs> Is I that know. because you just the, pass everybody well, like, and they just <laughs> can get into whatever grade they want? The, the last time I, t so we were virtual all of last yeah. year. So the last time I saw these students were now juniors, they were first semester freshmen. Mm. So I guess he's now 15, 16. He's probably a little bit taller, right? <gasps> oh, okay. The changes were unreal. You can't tell on the video though. It's always wild when you yeah. meet people oh, later and you're like, move on. <laughs> I was a YouTube channel for a year. Welcome back to my channel. I don't think that you were an asshole because especially since you ended up taking the grades, I think kids that do that stuff need a little kick in the ass. Like, why did he wait until an hour after it was due when he knew all this time? I mean, I don't know. I have zero. I have a lot of, for someone that pulled that own shit with my own <laughs> teachers, I don't have a lot of tolerance for it for, from others. Also, my teachers would not have done that. Well, and I have a lot of friends who are teachers, and I mean, here I hear the same thing from all of them of that experience of, well, can you just make an exception? And you do want to be very empathetic in a pandemic. My mom used to always say, if I was like, my teacher gave me this grade, can you help me? She'd go, your name's one on the report card. And, she would, and if I said, well, I don't really want to go to school, she's like, all right, be a dropout. I don't care. And you go live behind the school then, smoking cigarettes, eating food out of the dumpster. I'm like, good God. It, like, took a turn. But it was all like, that. I just wanted to stay home for one day. <laughs> and I was like, I, didn't, I have diarrhea. She's like, that's welcome the rest of your life. Yeah. That is true. She so almost started late. Um, but because she, but the whole, at the end of that was, all oh, she was always trying to teach me personal responsibility. So I think. That was a good, actually a really good way to balance personal responsibility of saying, here's the consequence of your actions, but also being kind and being like, you, at the end of the day, you did do it. And I always think about when you're in school, how they're like, this is supposed to prepare you for the real world. And they, especially in law school, God, their arms must be tired from jerking themselves off saying that all the time. <laughs> all the time, like, in the real world, you can't. I'm like, there was never one time in my life that a client asked me a question that I was like, I will close my laptop and I will think of it from memory. That's malpractice. You they take your license away for that. You're not supposed to do that. So in that sense, like that's like draconian and being too harsh. And I think that is almost, it makes you ill-prepared for something. So I think what you've done is balance it, a little salty, a little sweet at the same time. And it helps medicine go down, you know? Mm -hmm. I always try to give, I I give will them the say, grace I would need. Some, I mean, I get the pandemic and that maybe is the, the caveat. But I think there's a lesson to be learned by not accepting those grades too. Because next time he's like, well, I know I can just turn them in an hour after they were due and they're going to take it. So there wasn't a big consequence for my actions. My, my, also, my oh, other excuse for having no late penalty is like, I don't want to keep track of when they turn the work math in. Is hard, so yeah. it's like, just get it in. Like, I mean, you know, I'm not a teacher and that's because 
I don't, I am not equipped. Yeah. I would be like, get the fuck out of my room. I work with some type Go, A people who can't You know what I mean? Like, so that, I respect anybody that has that kind of patience. No, I think that's a, you know, if that's fair, you run your classroom, I'm not here to tell you how to do that. But I think as far as the interactive part, you're totally right. Like, All right, let them know, this, but maybe, maybe figure out 10%. It's like, or 20%, <laughs> it's like calculating a tip. You know? Oh yeah, or like I probably wouldn't have given him full credit. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Thank there you, you so go. much. Rolled upon. Who yeah. else has a grievance? Oh I heard this one first. This one and then this one. All right, we're coming to you. Raise your hand so our lovely friend can find you. I don't think they know who you pointed at. What is Hi, your name? my name is Braxton Hehem. I am a in-class support aide at a junior high. Thank uh, you. Woo! So How it is my teacher? second week, second week still learning. Uh, this morning, the teacher I was supporting with 20 minutes left in class just walked out. Like now, permanent? I'm with him for two yeah. periods. He just walked out of the class and then came back and said, sorry, bro. And then second period did the same thing. Didn't tell me where he was going. And I was just like, oh, oh, oh. And the kids were looking at me like, what are we doing? I'm like, you're having a good time. Yeah. I'm an adult. You're like, you don't need him in here. You're all right. It's great. I'm fine. Exactly. Y'all don't stand on the desks. This is yeah. the thing I had to nobody say out loud. Nobody burns anything down. All the pants stay on. Right. No, nobody's hitting each other. Everybody's just being cool. Yeah, don't. Watch Bill Nye the Science Guy. Absolutely. You'll grow up to be a, a whole adult someday. And we will learn. <laughs> whole adult. Yeah, Absolutely. So my grievance is not with the kids, but the teacher. Yeah, what the hell? Like, you just left, bro? He didn't like, tell you where he went? Would you think he not, was playing Second Life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You get a quick game in, 20 minutes, I'm I, sure. I have, yeah. to imagine, I have to assume it was bathroom related. No, he came back and said, sorry, bro, the copier was messed up. Okay. The well, copier? The, the copier. Are you supposed to do that in this, advance? But he told me this twice. Okay, point A. Point two, you told me this twice, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Why not say, hey, man, that guy got to go out? You know what I mean? Yeah. So my grievance is with him. Cause he's like, I'm going to take a dump. <laughs> Just say that. Every other, a- yeah, to your point, every other teacher that I work with throughout the day goes, hey, I'm going to you know, go out for a second. I'll come right back. They're this guy smoke a cigarette. It's crazy. These freaking kids. So, which I wish I could do. Anyway, point being, my grievance, like, do you feel like my anger or frustration against the guy who I have to work with on a daily basis yeah. is valid? So you're angry because he left for 20 minutes and didn't tell you where he was going, or just because he left for 20 minutes? A little bit of both. Okay. I feel like didn't know where he was going. If I would have been able to be set up for success, like, hey, I'm leaving, make sure they do X, Y, and Z. So you wanted some direction while right. he was gone. Right, I had direction, and I just had to figure it out, like, hey, y'all, make sure your shit's done. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. like, sir, you've been here two weeks, you can't say shit to us. We know that. Oh, yeah. They yeah. were cussing at me, so I was just trying to match the language. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd be irritated. What, what grade is it again? Middle school? Junior high, yeah. So. <gasps> That's the worst grade. I took motorcycle classes with a guy that was a junior high teacher, and he was like, the things they say to me <laughs> cut you to the core, man. <laughs> if you want to, like, just have some self-reflecting yeah, moments, go find a group of teenagers and just listen to what they have oh, to say God. about you. If you want to know how you look, 
just walk up to like a, a 12 year old and be like, what do you think about this? And well, he had curly hair. And then hair. just get a box of Kleenex. Dude, he had like long curly hair because of course he didn't, we were in motorcycle class. And he was like, yeah, I got up to, on the first day and I said, okay, everybody take out your books. And this girl goes, hell no, Michael Bolton. Oh. <laughs> and he was like, oh. I wanted to send her to detention, but then I was like, you know who Michael Bolton is? <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, yeah, that's old Michael Bolton. I was that's like, that's a good That is good. Well, good on you for, uh, you know, just matching the levels, matching the energy. But I think it's, yeah, that's a bad, uh, if you're a team, you got to be a teammate. Mm-hmm. Just communication is the crux of any good team. And, you know, tell you might want to just go up to him and be like, listen, man, if you got a mad dookies in the middle of the day, that's okay with me. You but just he need said to tell he was me. using the copier. But that could be yeah, a euphemism. <laughs> Copier or Half-Life, I don't know yet. But I'm Copier here. or what? Or Half-Life, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I second mean... Second Life, sorry. Either way. Yeah, Either way. I think telling him, like, if you need to leave the room, that's totally cool, but can you let me know, like, what you want me to do while you're gone so you can be set up for success? Because maybe he really was using the copier, and he was like, this should take me two minutes, but then it was broken, and it took 20. I have a question about the description of your job. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you be making copies for him? Also, point A. And shouldn't he teach the children? I like, mean, I'm not impugning your abilities to handle me, a classroom. You just, like, straight up curse at him. That's awesome. Yeah. That's how you assert dominance. But, yeah. like, I would imagine, like, Absolutely. an aide of a teacher would be the one that's fiddling with Believe the Believe me, I'm as confused as you. The guy just walked out. What the out. fuck, dude? <laughs> Bless your heart. I didn't have time to be I like, I think hey. he had diarrhea. He's had to have diarrhea. I mean, that's us as people who constantly have shit-related maladies. The, my, my mind is always, someone's just like, oh, yeah, other people may be like, maybe they were in the bathroom partying, and I was like, I never party in a bathroom. Every time, it's a tragedy. every time somebody came in the green room earlier to ask us something, Heather was in the bathroom shitting. <laughs> Literally every time. And I was like, at some point, they're going to think, I'm lying, and there's not another person <laughs> not here. Two of us. Like, like, there's I two laptops. But one person, like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm just going to jump back and forth. Um, yeah, that brings up a good point. Maybe you got to have a little talk with him of like, hey, no pun intended, what are our duties here? Like, who's supposed <laughs> to do what? Um, but also, I say, like, that's your time to shine. Yeah. Oh, I shine. Like, Dude, Edward kids. James almost those little fuckers, man. Be like, Psh, time to listen today. And then that's going to be, then by the time, well, then he'll probably get credit for or it. Be the, or be then the you cool you rat him out like I did. Oh, I just go the, tell the principal. Yeah. I am the cool teacher. There you go. So, I mean, like, use that time to, like, bond with them or just be confident. You got this. Take ownership of that classroom. And ask him, just point blank, hey, I know the copier wasn't broken. (laughs) Why don't you you tell me what's really going on? That's the teacher move. Be like, hey, buddy, you can confide in me. And that's when he's going to be like, all right, I'm fucking, that's when you I'm walk fucking by the gym the coach. break room and it's like out of order on the copier. You're like, fuck, I was wrong. And <laughs> or he's in there apologize. breaking the copier so he has an alibi. Yeah. This guy's full of shit one way or the other. So figure it out. I think uh, have a conversation with them, but also own it in, in, own it in the moment. Is that a... Own it in the moment. 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 Is that an Eminem lyric? It is now. <laughs> All right, our second Somebody one is right here. Somebody one over somewhere. Right here, yes. There it is. I heard it. I heard a previous I have a grievance. How you doing tonight? Good, how are you? Super Good. Uh, so my name's Carl, and um, I got a big family. My sister uh, lives in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where, you know, apparently they have a, a strain of COVID that's much more arrogant and uh, arrogant? more deadly. Than, I have not they, heard someone describe COVID it, as it, arrogant oh, it's, yet. It's unbeatable, apparently, and we're may, all going to die we, from it. Maybe briefly. 
We also forgot the other rule, which is no bummers. So just, no, okay, no, good. No, no bummer. Okay. No, so she thinks uh, it's okay. She was going to bring her family down here for Thanksgiving. Mm. But that guy, I got a five and an eight-year-old, and this vaccine's coming out for the five and eight-year-old. She's got this big bat mitzvah for her uh, daughter in January. Mazel tov. And she goes, well, if your kids aren't get, don't get the new vaccine, you can't come to the, to the bat mitzvah. Mm -hmm. And oh, I go, it's not even approved yet. And she goes, well, if, it, if they don't get it, they can't come. And I go, but you're coming here. And she goes, well, I haven't approved the vaccine yet. And I'm like, what the so, fuck? Thank you. That's all I needed. That's you can bang the gavel. <laughs> hey, you're right. You're actually, that's actually true. What? Well, she, she he that, said, that, that logic doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't all. That's what I'm saying. What the fuck? <laughs> no. Good for the goose, good for the gander, all that kind of stuff, you know? And also, you're not a wizard. If the vaccine isn't available, like, you can't get the vaccine for your kids. That doesn't even make uh -huh. any sense. Sounds like she's... Do you have a good relationship with your sister? Does she want you to know the bat mitzvah? Are you, like, a bad dancer? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> If you're talking about the Batman, she's probably on like the batshit crazy line That's, of liberals. So okay. We're somewhere in there. So you know, is the grievance, should you, do you have a reason to be upset about this? The grievance should be, am I petty if I go, if my kids aren't allowed to go to that bat mitzvah, you're not allowed to come for Thanksgiving. Oh, blow it up, man. <laughs> Fuck it. Find a hill and you die on it and then they'll burn your body and blow it into the faces of your enemies and then they'll know. <laughs> then they'll know. Y'all are the best. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Final I, ruling, be petty, always. I was going to give a different answer, oh, but it's shit. Heather's birthday, so we're going to rule the petty way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who else has a grievance? Heather goes petty. I go, let me think about this. No, I'm instant. That's my first, first idea, best idea. Just burn the bridge. <laughs> burn that bridge and then blow, it in some, blow the ashes in somebody's face. <laughs> Uh, I think there's a hand back there in the white, white we, shirt. We cannot see. Barely. I see a white shirt. I'm just staring in the general direction of a voice. Am I? Okay. My name's Kimberly. I actually talked to you earlier on uh, Instagram. Oh, hey, Kimberly? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Brad, whatever. That's me. Uh, she, her. <clears throat> so here's my grievance. I was a paralegal for seven years. Stop doing that. Family law. Yuck. Yikes. Uh, yeah. And I know you're an attorney, so you understand. Never a family law attorney because I love myself and I don't want to cry. <laughs> I don't want to cry myself to sleep every night. Exactly. God exactly. bless them though. You got somebody's got to do it. Exactly, and it's not going to be me. So I stopped and then was gone for a while. Attorney called me. Hey, I need you to come back. I need to trap. <laughs> I know, and I did it for six months out of the goodness of my heart, and I don't have a lot of goodness in there to be honest. Sometimes we think we're following our hearts, and it's we're just not thinking. <laughs> So then she called me again, and I was like, well, you know, play money. That could be fun. Sure, why not? I'm a housewife. You know, okay. I can do what What's I want. Your, so what did they do to you? So I, 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 was, I worked for her for three months, hired her new person, trained her. New girl put her in her uh, noticed three days ago, and she's only been there three weeks. Okay. What they do to her. <laughs> oh, well, she's bipolar. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> took a turn. <laughs> took a turn. So what's so the grievance? She's, she's called me and said, do you want to come back? I know no. you have nothing to do. They, she said, you have nothing to do? Right, and I should really improve myself. That's and rude. All these things are judgmental. Yeah. So my, my grievance is, am I the asshole for not wanting to go back and help the psychotic No, woman? this person, first of all, <laughs> don't do that to yourself. <laughs> How but do I tell this crazy woman no? I, I uh, have heard bits and pieces of this. Um, 
So here, let me TLDR. Used to work there, came back briefly, trained a person, they quit, wanted him to come back, and instead of saying, please come back, we love you, negged her and said, well, you ain't enough shit else to do, so might as well come back. I mean, if you don't like the job, no, don't go back. Don't go to any job you don't like, in my opinion. She has this way of saying, well, I know you have nothing else to do, well, that's, and I really need your she's help. She's gaslighting and negging, negging you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm supposed to tell her tomorrow, hell no. So I'm trying to figure out what why, to say. Why do you hell feel no. beholden to her to say I yes, I don't, perhaps. but she's so annoying that she'll call me for help all the damn Block time. Block her number. There's a button on the phone that'll fix all your problems. <laughs> magical. Block truly. her number. Or, or if you're feeling nasty, just every time it rings, there's a big red button, then you'd be like, nope. Decline, decline, nope. decline, decline, nope. where to meet, she knows you decline. Yeah, you know? right away. Like, it's not like it rings and goes to voicemail. It's like, ring, boop. Yeah, if, if it rings on. once, you know that someone went, mm-mm. Yep. So hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> shut it down. Shut I say it, yeah. shut it down. I, I mean... Life's too short. You're not an asshole for not going to work somewhere you don't want to work. Not Especially if someone's rude on that. Uh, it's like saying, going, hey, do you want to go out with me? And you're like, I don't know. If they're like, Psh, no one else is going to ask you out. It's yeah. like, what the fuck, man? That's yeah. not going to work on me. No. Don't let them dig you. She preys on you because she knows you might come back because she can... You, Get her claws into you. Don't she cave. She says I'm so good at what I do. Well, that's, See, you know, that's another form of negging and mm-hmm. gaslighting. Yeah, she's going to build you up, then tear you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, now the changes is I needed her to pay the bills. Now she needs me. So that's exactly. what Oh, the tables have turned. Or you use it as a bargaining chip. You're like, I'll come back for $1 million. <laughs> <laughs> And then we'll I, see I how told much. Her last time, I'll give you three days a week, and that's it. That's all I can do. There, $1 million, three days a week, two hours a day. Done. <laughs> You know what? That's actually pretty deal. deal. <laughs> that's, that's what you. That's what you asked for. Thank you so much. All right. Who else has a grievance? All right. I saw you. Got a lot of grievances from. This. Are y'all all together? Everybody's... All y'all are pissed off tonight. <laughs> so am I. It's cause Heather I have a grievance. Start. Yes, yeah, because we were talking about how we, our plane experience. Here comes the mic. All right. Got to stretch the time. Let's tell some Hi. jokes. Never mind. <laughs> we made it. Hi, I'm Bree. She, her. Hi, Bree. Um, first of all, I want to say my grandpa saw the um, the bird man. Well, he saw a bird woman. The, um, your grandpa saw bird man? Yeah. Big bird? Yeah, when he was like a teenager. Um, Where at? Saw, what did he say about it? So I, he said this like maybe like two years ago at like a Christmas or something. And he was like, one time I was hanging out with my friends at, you know, um, like a park or something. And it was dark. And... He saw, like, this winged figure in a tree, and he, like, it flew at him, and he saw, like, a woman's face with, like, talons. A woman, not a monkey? No, he said a woman's face. Hot. And I was like, what the heck? And he was like, my family, we were like, are you, were were you on drugs? And he was like, maybe. So, you know. (laughs) I appreciate, though, because it's always men. It's yeah. Mothman, it's the Birdman, mm-hmm. all these cryptids are always men. Let's get a woman in there. Yeah. I'm glad it had a woman's face. I hope that <laughs> that's his wife, Big Bird's wife. <laughs> it's your grandmother, and now you're Big here Bird. with us today. Well, also, funnily enough, my fetus name was Big Bird. So it's like all coming f- oh, like full wow. circle. Oh, wow, damn. Um, so my grievance is, so I live with my boyfriend. Is that him? Yes, him. Congratulations. Ryan. Um, you look a little nervous. <laughs> yes. You're sweating. He's just... um, so I believe that when you are on the toilet, that yeah. is when you are the most vulnerable. Yeah, 100%. Right? Like someone could come in and murder you when you Easily. have to put up your pants. You yeah, know? you'll fall down if you try to run. Exactly. And, and that's when they get you. 
But first, <laughs> uh, when we first moved in together, uh, he did not want to use the bathroom around me. And I was like, but that's like... You mean like, like you wanted to be in the bathroom while yes, he was doing yes. it? Yes. <laughs> like you sit down, spread so it open, he goes between the legs? They call that the trick shot? Like, he's peeing, he's dropping a deuce. You're like, well, I need to brush my teeth, so I'm coming in? Yeah, so we Kill have me. a bathroom Kill with, me two, dead. With, uh, with two sinks, actually. So it's two sinks. The Do you have two toilets? No, I wish. Right? Same. So Megan Trainer actually has two toilets next to her and her Who husband. Who does? Megan Trainer. Yes, yes, yes. That's disgusting. Yes. I'm and sorry. I want that because it's like you're bonding together, being <laughs> your most vulnerable. And he thinks I'm crazy. Oh, my God. I probably am. I'm not here to kink shame anybody. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's, it's, She's like, being, I'm not horny about it. I'm no, emotional about no, it. No, it's you're being your most vulnerable around your partner. So do you want him to take a dump and you can ask him questions and you think he'll be more honest because the pants are down and he can't probably, run off? Maybe that's the psychology behind it. Huh? Maybe that's the psychology behind it. That's the like, psychology be behind vulner- it. Like vulnerable with me. So mm. the the heart <laughs> the heart of the matter is that you just want your boyfriend. What's your name? Bree. No, no the boyfriend. Ryan. Brian. Brian. I didn't just want to call you the boyfriend. You have a name, so we're going to address <laughs> yeah. you. But uh, the the sounds like the issue is you want Brian to be more vulnerable with you. Yes. And so I just want to tell you that doesn't have to happen while he's taking a shit. <laughs> There's a lot of other ways you can be vulnerable with people and intimate. And usually it's not while you're taking a shit. And that's usually a private thing. For sure. And there's two... I think, I I mean, I'm learning this every day. There's stuff I thought I knew and understood. (laughs) Y'all know where fossil fuel comes from. (laughs) Goddamn. What a place to learn it, though. Um, But I think that sometimes, because the same word gets used in two different instances, you conflate the two, possibly. And so vulnerability as in, boy, you could kill somebody easy right there. She's real vulnerable. And vulnerability like, so anyway, this happened when I was a kid, and I think it really impacted my interactions with people. Two different kinds of vulnerable. (laughs) Yeah. Not the same, and they don't show up in the same way in the same places. The first one is when you're going toozy and you're, like, looking at Instagram videos, answering, answering Instagram messages. And then the other kind is like, you have like got a picnic blanket, you got some sparkling water, maybe some wine, you're in a nice park somewhere, and your pants are fully on, no one's like defecating. <laughs> Hopefully. I don't know what parks are like around here. TBD. So I would search my soul and be like, what type of vulnerability am I truly looking for? Like, hopefully the second one. I don't know. Or maybe you're like, I want to get him when he's weak. <laughs> so that's fine, too. Can, can we talk to Brian? Please. Yes, hello. Hi, Brian. Uh, it's actually Ryan, no B. What's that? It's actually Ryan, no B. Oh, I'm sorry. It's well, okay. It happens at every Starbucks ever, so it's fine. Damn. How do you say your name? R- Ryan. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, if everybody hears it as Brian, you kind of, I'm not, and I'm not, maybe yeah. it's, maybe you, you're the constant there. I don't know. You're born with that name. You live with it. You, you, t- you take a little bit of a breath. You go, who, Ryan? So I can see how, I yeah. mean, I was confused. I think you go yeah. hard with the B. You're like, Brian. <laughs> but Ryan, you make it a two-syllable name. Anyway. No, it is yeah. Ryan. It's not Brian. Oh, sh- it's not Brian, yeah. 
okay, sorry. Or just go, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of those, and then that way you know it's your drink. It's fair. Anyways, let's talk about your bathroom problem. Yes. Um, how do you feel? Like, do you, when you go poo-poo, do you want to be by yourself? Or are you like, oh, God, I wish Brie was here because I have something to tell her right now. I, I generally don't want to be interacting with people when yeah, well, stuff, that's when stuff you're is normal, coming out normal of me. Response. You're a regular yeah. person. Yeah, so I, I feel very vindicated, and now I have this to point to every yeah, time yeah. she you ever do, brings You know what out. else you have? A lock on the bathroom door. <laughs> yeah. You get a the like hotel style, a dead bowl. I like the ones that say vacant and empty. Yeah, that's helpful. Or, vacant and in use. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, has she whipped open the door on you? So Whoop. Oh boy. So we have cats that live in that side of the apartment and uh-huh. it's a two doors on either side affair for the oh. Jack and Jill. Yeah. That's what they're called. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know that, so yeah, well, something. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. your name was Ryan. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so usually the doors are left open for the cats. So I am extra vulnerable. Oh God! When I'm on the your toilet. cats can't wait a few minutes. Were they scratching down the door? They're, what are you feeding them? <laughs> they're very needy cats. What? Okay. So you. So, so you're, you're like, like, all right. I'm gonna go. I know I gotta leave the do- door from the cat, but then here comes Bree, and it's like an open invitation to Hi. just start like talking to you. It's not supposed to be an invitation. No, I'm saying this is how she's taking it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right? Is yeah. that right? But you're free dumping. There's nothing. <laughs> There's no wall. There's. It's just open. The door's open. The what door's about open. bathroom sounds? <laughs> the cats need the litter box, Heather. Yeah. I think you gotta take all the cats in there with you every time you gotta shit. How yeah. many? Ca- how many cats do you have? Two. Oh, that's not that many. You can grab them under one. I'm under each arm. Hold them. Yeah. Just put them on the bath mat while you get go. like uh, one of those sticks with a feather on it. And while you're going, just do one of these. They'll be fine. But then you can shut the door. Okay, I've got a lot of new techniques to try. You do? Next time. Yeah. Um, I'm a big proponent of bathroom time as alone time. Sacred. I'll tell you what, when you have kids, you don't get that anymore. And if you've ever had uh, explosive diarrhea while having to hold a baby in your lap, it's a whole experience. It's, uh, it's more than cats, because... They don't like the feather thing thrown in their face. <laughs> like, they want to be interacted with and shit. So, um, I would say, wh- hold, hold on to this now while you have your precious alone time in the bathroom, Bree. <laughs> Let him, just because the door is open, you guys need to have an agreement, like a sock on the doorknob type of thing. Yes. Where it's like, just because the door is open, I'm in here, you mm-hmm. know? I'm leaving it open for the cats, but that doesn't mean I'm leaving it open for conversation. Oh, with the force of the law behind me now, I think. Thank you. Yes, Your Honor. Thank you, Your Honor. Force of the law. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm powerful. Uh, We're going to do one more? I think we got time for one more. Oh, gosh. That was so loud. We got to do that one. Stand up and wave your arms. Just generally. There, I see you. Behind the railing. I feel like I'm in a lecture hall at my college. Well, we lectured everybody tonight, I think. That's true. About a lot of things. Okay, hi, I'm Maddie. Hi, Hi. Maddie. So I went to college at Texas State. Okay. And I had two roommates when I lived there. And one of them I lived with for like three years. 
I called her my favorite roommate. She was super chill. I introduced her to all my friends. I always took her out with me. Uh-uh. Guys thought she was so cute, very lovable, very great roommate. Always did the dishes, never went out. She was uh-huh. the best. Something happened. <laughs> Our senior year of college, she wouldn't. T- we don't. I don't even think anything really happened. We thought she was possessed. No. So, if you had asked me. <laughs> What's going to happen in this I story? She never would have gone there. I would not have guessed that. I was like, she... Like, by a demon? Yes. <laughs> so, for real, though? Again, well, very, very... No, for real. And I don't really entertain things like that. I don't think they're not true. But in this case, I definitely think she was possessed by a demon. She was super normal, great roommate, super fun. We drank wine together, all that stuff. And then out of nowhere, me and my other roommate would hear these noises in the middle of the night... Uh-oh. That didn't sound like moaning, singing, crying. It was like a groan. Like some, we recorded it. I showed it to my mom. Okay, she showed it to my your godmother. What, what does it sound like? Give us an example. Ah, like literally just the weirdest noises. And we would text her. We would be like, hey, are you okay? And she'd respond and she'd be like, yeah, I'm totally fine. And then she'd start making the noises again and I'd go and knock on her door, turn the lights on, Rude. have my other oh, roommate recording. Invading her space. Leave well, her. so I would go and knock on the door and I was like, hey, it's three in the morning. Why are you chanting? Chanting? Well, it was like, it was, it was such a weird noise. I don't know how to explain it. There wasn't anyone there. She didn't have a guy over. Like, What was her explanation? She came to the door after she had just texted us and addressed the situation. She was like, oh, that's nothing like... It's not me. It's our, it's our neighbors. I was like, our neighbors are dudes. They don't sound like you. You're five foot. Like, they don't sound like you. She answered the door after just texting us, saying that wasn't her, and she was like, oh, I was asleep. Like, why are you waking me up? I was like, because I know you're happened. chanting in the middle of the night. No, I know what happened. So, what happened? Oh, I know what she was possessed by. <laughs> use, use code creepy for 15% off at dame.com. Dame.com. So we kept asking her, and then it just started escalating. We would hear her like throwing herself down the stairs in the middle of the night. And we, in your apartment, like yes. <laughs> and so we would go to the top of the stairs. We turn the lights on. We'd see her at the bottom of the stairs. We were like, "Did you just throw like yourself down the there? stairs?" No, standing there. Oh, in the middle of I guess the that's night. worse. My stomach dropped. So me and my roommate, we would turn on the lights. She's like, "I just had forty-three <laughs> orgasms. <laughs> I need some seven up. Fuck." <laughs> And you guys are like, she's possessed. And it's like, she knows her body. She knows her fucking body better than anybody. I I turned it up. Turned it up to the highest level. It propelled me down the stairs. (laughs) Shot her out of bed. (laughs) That would be the worst possible outcome, though, because that would be so embarrassing if she sounded like that when she was... Would it be? Or would being possessed by a demon be the worst possible outcome? Would masturbating be the worst would, possible wait, outcome or no. would being possessed by a demon be the worst If the possible option outcome? is being possessed by a demon or having such a good orgasm that you sounded like you're possessed by the demon, give me that second one. And that you, then it, it threw you down the Fuck. stairs? Yes. Ride that's that like, that's blueberry pancake that's orgasm. Right you get thrown down a flight of stairs and then you just like brush it off like nothing happened? And then your judgmental roommates are like, <laughs> what are you doing? It's so late at night. And you're like, you don't even, you don't know. No one. No. 
So what did she say when you found her at the stairs? She just completely denied all of this activity, and it happened, like, over the span of several months. We would hear a very distinct noise of a human body flop. Did it always happen around the same time? Yes, around 3 to 4 a.m. I have multiple videos. That's the witching hour. It's also, you know, you wake up from a dream that involves some cast members of Criminal Minds. Shamar Moore. Oh, gosh. And you gotta, you gotta take care of business. TCB, baby. So my, my am I the asshole moment is it had happened for months and months and we were like genuinely concerned and we kept asking her if something was happening. Was she drunk? Was she on drugs? Was there some guy hiding in her closet? Because multiple times she'd open the door. There was no one there. She had a small room. Like the, there was no yeah, one she well, you was hiding. Known. Did she we have like known. bruises or anything on her? Yeah, she would have bruises from falling she had, like, down the claw stairs. marks? No, I don't, I don't recall claw marks. Okay. She might have hidden them. But she what? She might have hidden them. I, I thought remember. you said she wore a pendulum. <laughs> she wore a pendulum. That's how we knew. <laughs> so my question is, this, this happened for the span of a few months. Me and my roommate, and I was a senior. Our other roommate had never lived with people before. Uh-oh. Well, she, she never was a will freshman. Now. She's scarred for life. Oh, I felt so bad for her. But we kept, like, we kept asking her. She wouldn't tell us. It kept getting worse. It kept getting louder. Weird things were happening. And we were really concerned. She wouldn't tell us. And I, she was 23 at the time, uh-huh. and we were really concerned, and it just kept happening. So am so I what'd the you asshole do? Did you kick her out? calling her mom? Whoa! Sorry, I yelled. You didn't just... I just you called her mom? What'd you tell her mom? We were like, she's throwing herself down the stairs. She's covered in bruises. She's moaning in the middle of the night. We asked and her, her mom's she denies like, it. That's how women in our family do it. That's how we get off. <laughs> I didn't know she would come to Texas State and be so judged. I thought it was an open-minded <laughs> campus. What did her mom say? Her mom was like, thank you for telling me. I've been really concerned about Aww, her. Damn. She's like, yeah, we were really concerned, but we kept resorting to all of these crazy theories, like maybe she's possessed because all of the normal ones, like, oh, maybe she's just getting her black back blown out by some guy <laughs> and hiding him in her closet. <laughs> I like, like that expression. <laughs> I've never heard like that, but I am going to use it. Getting so, her back blown out. So what was the outcome? Is she, what, what, did you how kick long her ago out? was this? So this was right before the pandemic. So, oh, is wow. she, so what is she doing now? Um, we wow. don't really know. She kind of dropped off. Damn. So we don't really know what happened, and I was really concerned, and we were kind of joking about it, like, oh, maybe she got possessed. Like, we genuinely thought that for a while. And so I was just like, I we kept asking, and so I just I called her mom. And her so mom is was your like, grievance really? if you're an asshole for calling the mom? Am, am I the asshole for calling the mom because I was genuinely concerned? No, she was I don't really think upset. so. If you were really concerned. Yeah. And honestly, I, had a, I did a sleepover in like maybe third or fourth grade, and the parents <laughs> didn't tell us that one of the girls was a sleepwalker. And mm. she would walk up and down the stairs, but she wouldn't always make it up and down the stairs. We covered her in shaving cream, and then she went into her parents' room and slept with them. It was a whole thing. But we, when we told her, we're like, hey, we told the mom, hey, she's acting really weird. The mom's like, oh, yeah, she has, like, a sleep thing. Like, so, and Mike Rabiglia, the comic, yeah. has, like, parasomnia, where he, or it's a sleep run behavior disorder, where he, like, acts out his dreams and mm-hmm. would, like, climb onto dressers thinking he was going to ha- dive off the high dive. He jumped out of a window and not nearly died because of it. Yeah, yeah. so it may be that the parents were like, well, we need to figure out what happened. But I don't think so. If you were come, coming from a place of genuine. Oh, yeah, I don't. I, I probably would have done the same I thing. I had lived with her for four years, and yeah. she had been very, very. Yeah, never no, it sounds concerning like and like. Yeah, if it takes a turn. Wild behavior out of nowhere. It sounds like yeah, maybe like a sleep thing or some kind so, of yeah, psychological. Thing. I had the same thing happen with my college roommate, though. I lived with a girl. We got mutual friends introduced, and the screams that came from her room in the night. 
But were they from dude. a dude? Dude, her boyfriend was always over. And it was either they were like fighting with each other and she, it was, or they were, their parts were fine with each other. <laughs> And every morning, she's just like, I'm so tired. I was like, I bet you are. <laughs> I was trying to watch Walker, Texas Ranger in my room. I used to watch that when I lived in Chicago because I was homesick. Yeah, um, I know. You tried to put it on in the green room, and I was like, no. We're not. Maybe change it. <laughs> First, I tried the nanny, and then I tried Walker, oh, Texas Ranger. God. Uh, pick your poison. Um, <laughs> but I think, but, it, but it's disruptive. It's rude. And when I said, hey, you guys were pretty loud and I couldn't hear what happened at the end of Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> she was like, we're not going to renew the lease. But which is, I get it. But it was, we got it out, right? Like we were able to hash it out. So it sounds like you did your, your part. You yeah, tried to hash sure. it out. And I, I don't think it's an asshole move to say, listen, I'm concerned about you. You threw yourself down the stairs. Yeah, I mean, that's... And, yeah, reach multiple out Multiple times. That's yeah. not typical behavior. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I probably would have called her mom. Yeah, it sounds like you were concerned. I'm uh, concerned that nobody knows where she is. Yeah, look into that. <laughs> you have her mom's number? Yeah, maybe Clearly. Ch- maybe check up on her. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully she's okay. Because I'm... If you find out, DM us. Yeah, let I'm, me know. I'm worried. I'm, <laughs> I'm a no. I'm just curious. I mean, I am worried too, but I'm, <laughs> I'm also real curious what that. What but that yeah, be. what do you think? What do you think it was? We genuinely tried to figure it out, and we couldn't come to a conclusion. I think I it's, it's a, a sleep disorder. A sleep disorder, a sleep yeah, disorder. or a psychological disorder. And a I've lot of stuff like that happens like in early twenties for women. Mm-hmm. So it's like a uh, early or that onset period. Yeah. Yeah. So she may not even been aware she was doing it or something. And even if you text her, there's times like when people that have like that parasomnia can actually wake up, send a text message, do stuff. I have weird sleep stuff. It's gotten a little bit better since I was on my Charlotte's Web CBD. Use code creepy. <laughs> but for real, <laughs> but there's been times all the sponsors. That, but there's been times that I've like bought stuff on like I've online shopped in my sleep mm-hmm. or I've responded to messages in my sleep and I have to like be careful and like put my phone kind of away because there will I'll like. Sometimes be like awake and I'm like, oh, I was commenting on someone's Facebook. And I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> it's like three in the morning. What did I do? So I, there, And so she may have just texted him and like, everything's fine. So then when you did knock on the door, she's like, oh, I was asleep. Because she was sleep texting or whatever. Yeah. We thought we were else. in like the plot of a horror movie. I mean, also she was like, maybe I was she's asleep. possessed by a Could demon. Could have been that. You never know. Who, who am I here to say that demons aren't real? I'm not going to bring that on myself. I so. mean, yeah. <laughs> ba- we've learned tonight that the Batman lady is real. So... <laughs> And if anybody doesn't believe it, why don't you go tell Bree's grandpa he's a liar and he'll probably kick the shit out of you because he saw a bat lady one day and he survived. Yeah, just don't do it if he's on the toilet because yeah, that's his own time. <laughs> it's not uh, the vulnerability final ruling, one. you're not an asshole. DM us if you find out what happened. Please, thank you. Yes. Um, we have a, an Instagram giveaway before we go. Who won this? L. L Condelier like chandelier. Yeah. L <laughs> was at our Dallas show last night and then drove here today for this show. Sorry, I'm. You were so smart, L. God bless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. She's living the life. I've never lucky. been actively mad at a pilot until today, and I knew it was irrational. But I was like, "Get around the fucking wind!" Like, why are we? <laughs> Christy just goes. I knew he couldn't, and I was like, "He's got to be." If I'm stressed, he's super stressed. Because like our lives are in his hand. But I was still really pissed off. <laughs> the best part is you go. I don't know why we didn't just go over it. <laughs> You're like, we should have gone higher up. <laughs> gotta go. High. What is it? Thirty thousand feet? Is that normal flight? Go eighty. Whatever you gotta do to get above. Shoot us into the skyward. 
<laughs> just NASA around here. They can figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Or just uh, below. We just hover, hover all the way. <laughs> just like a, it has wheels. Just drive us here. That's true. We're driving you back. Know? It'll be fine. Well, thank you guys, thank you guys so, so much for coming. for coming out tonight. You've been so much fun. Such a great crowd. We so appreciate We've it. We've had so much fun. You, you're the, I would say Zach Guilford is the number two best part of my birthday. You guys, because you shared it with me, are the number one best oh. part. So thank you so much for being here. I really number appreciate Number three is she learned how we have oil. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, if you're VIP, they're going to tell you what to do, so hang out for that. But for now, as always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shout-outs. Brenna Hone, Anika Kennedy, Andrea Kugel, Kimberly Curtis, Sarah P. Bolton, Claudia Hansen, Katie Tozik, Ashley Ulrich, Nicole Turcott, Kimberly Wilkes, rjlaw1 at gmail.com, Gail Parker, Mary Maxwell, Tina Schwint, Leah Dumont, Panther Rose, Tiffany Barrett, Sarah Campbell, Jessica Power, Kristen, Ashley Ruiz, Sarah Benedetto, Tiffany Ham, Kayla Tweedy, Mindy Joyner, Amanda Gomes, Savoya Breeze, Brittany Mills, Lisa Colgan, Melissa Marima, CJ Barlow, Joshua Swan, Tiffany Hamilton, Amy Margaret Littolf, Kendra Gonzalez, Sierra, Lisa Cross, Allison Halliwell, Miss Gina O74, Kim Barella, Verily Klopfer, Kate, Cole McCary, Brooke, Ruby Velasquez, Kimberly Kelly, LGW, Amanda Yarko, Kylie Metz, Andy Arnaldi, Chad Becker, Gabby, Eleanor Alshay, Sierra, Darlene S., Olive the Hedgehog, Maria Navarrete, Travis Tim, Sarah Connell, Tianti, Catherine Register, Susan Polgreen, Haley, Lauren, Nikki Diller, Emily Collins, Cassandra Hino, Felicity Parado, Adele Jones, Tasha Arth, Tori Alondi, Araya Shrime, Alicia Moore, Lauren Rosenberg, Ashley Lewis, Tessa Amaro, Bill, and Mari. Thank you so much for all your support. We couldn't do this without you, especially during these trying times. We hope you got your names right. We love you. We appreciate you. Thanks so much. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. <laughs>